Yeah, man. Seven, six, five, three. Okay. Live audience member this time. <laughs> Staring right He's at already me. falling asleep. We suck. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to episode 17 of I Want to Hate It. My name is Alex. I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon. We are currently recording this episode on 27 November 2023 in Brandon's house. In Florida, in on Florida, Earth. On Earth. For new listeners, the format of this podcast is divided into two major sections. A pre-watch section where we introduce the subject of the episode with some general information, then view a trailer and declare whether we want to hate it, love it, or think it'll be cheesy. Next, we watch the subject off-air and take notes. And finally, we record a post-watch breakdown recapping what we just saw so that we can definitively tell you, the audience, whether we hated it or not. That's usually how it goes. And, we derail. Speaking yeah. of derailing, Alex bought a whole podcast setup piece by piece, and that's what we're using today and not the lavalier microphones. So if it fails, it's on me. But it won't fail because this is Iwi. Yes. We crush. With Balloween. <laughs> So in addition to the pre-watch and post-watch, we also have several segments such as Trivia and Goofs, List Time, Devil's Advocate, and a Death Battle, this episode against the previous episodes. So with all that out of the way, let's jump right into the first segment titled, I Wanna Hate It, it. I Wanna Love It, Or Is It Cheesy? All right, so in this segment, we will discuss some basic information about the subject of the episode and declare whether we want to hate it or not. We'll pass judgment before we've seen it. Judge a movie by its VHS cover. And then we'll judge the movie afterwards by the movie. Judge a right. book by its book. Judge a... Pages? Watch it, judge. Watch it, judge it. Is it. it? What is it? It's a movie that we've both seen growing up. We would go into the movie store. Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, Entertainment Tonight. We're more like Michigan 48189. And we would see the VHS cover all the time. And we'd never watch it, though. But it looked cool. It did look cool. There's a forklift on the back cover where he's fighting a T-Rex with a forklift. And I always wondered what that was about. Yeah, what what's this about? Mm-hmm. But we never watch it. And I like dinosaurs a lot anyways. Jurassic Park's one of my favorite movies. It is. It's so I'll watch anything movies. dinosaurs. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so this is 1993's Carnosaur, rated R with a runtime of an hour and 23 minutes. Ooh, rated R. I didn't even know that. It is. Jurassic Park R. So this is like... Jurassic Park. Park. That's what it sells itself on. Violence. violence. <laughs> <laughs> Genetic violence. Not, not that wussy little... Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, it's sissy E.T. kids movie. Family movie. It's like Carnosaur. Carnosaur violence. Carnosaur. So according to Wikipedia, Carnosaur is an American science fiction horror film written and directed by Adam Simon and Darren Patrick Maloney. I like that name. <laughs> Maloney. Pat Maloney. This film stars Diane Ladd, Raphael Sabarge, Raphael Sabarge, Jennifer Runyon, and Harrison Page. It's loosely based on the 1984 John Brosnan novel of the same name. It follows characters Doc Smith and Anne Thrush and their efforts to thwart Dr. Jane Tiptree's plan to exterminate the human race with a lethal virus and replace them with their own genetically created dinosaurs. Jane, Dr. Jane Tiptree realizes that she's a human herself, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's the realization in the third act. She's like, oh, no, what have I done? Oh, God, if I do this, I'm gone, too. I'll replace me with dinosaurs. I didn't know that. The only thing I can think of is maybe she tries to put her own DNA with that, like makes herself with dinosaurs. Yeah. But that's it. She it's not a good plan. <laughs> I don't see how this is going to work out well for this anybody. It's like a Thanos supervillain. They'd be happier being massacred by dinosaurs anyways. Just kill a lot of people for the good, the greater good somehow. <laughs> the only people I recognize are character actor Clint Howard. Clint Howard. I recognize him because he's a uh, 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 Happy Days film director brother. Okay. Brent Hinckley as well. He's oh. also kind of recognizable. Okay. Two recognizable characters. Uh, so taglines. Taglines would include driven to extinction and back for revenge. That's kind of lame. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's average. Okay. Should be like, this ain't no plain Jane, Dr. Jane Tiptree. Uh, or, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tiptree, your waiters. Fucking, it's a, it's a tagline. And did it make or lose money? Um, did it make money? Well, the budget was eight hundred and fifty thousand, which is estimated. This is U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. Opening weekend U.S. and Canada was only one hundred forty-two thousand one hundred twenty-seven dollars. Yeah. Reported May twenty-third, nineteen ninety-three. But what was its overall gross? The gross, though, is actually more than the budget, which, including marketing, is still over at one point seven million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Give or take $53,979. Yes. <laughs> and I doubt this had like huge marketing, so it probably, probably made not. money. Yeah. Because it has sequels. Generally, if it has sequels, they made money. Yeah. And without doing research, I wish I knew when Jurassic Park came out, but I think it's right before this. Jurassic year. Park came out the same year. Same year. Well, what month? I think we actually have that in the trivia. Okay. So we'll leave that to the end then. Very lead. Stay tuned, listener. Yeah, stay tuned. If you're here now, stay till the end. Yes. We talk about ratings. How did it rate? Got 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh. 10% critic rating and 23% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Certified gutter art. Gutter art gummo. Does not have a Metacritic rating, so that oh. bodes well. And awards and nominations, what did it get? Well, the cover of the VHS tape says it got the, quote, Golden Scroll Award from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. Uh, reviews. Uh, critics. So Scott Meslau of The Week called Carnosaur bold for inviting comparisons to Jurassic Park despite its limitations. Hmm. He described the film as a cheaper stupider, bloodier, crazier version of Jurassic Park. I read that as stupidier. Stupidier. Stupid because it said bloodier right after. Yeah. Bloodier, stupidier, stupidier, bloodier, crazier. Crazier. Uh, Wikipedia says that the original book's author hated it. <laughs> Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan, credited Carnosaur with raising awareness of his novel, but stated that the dinosaurs were laughable compared to those of Jurassic Park. Of course. And I quote, I will no doubt take the lead in shouting abuse at the screen. Maybe they butchered it. He didn't like the direction and everything. Yeah. Because I don't know. Obviously, I've never read the book. So maybe it doesn't fit the book either. He just thinks the graphics are cheap. He wanted to be Jurassic Park. Well, I could have been Jurassic Park. My, my story is better than Jurassic Park, but your movie sucked. Yeah. Honestly, that would be cool if it was a cooler vibe than Jurassic Park, but they didn't do it justice. That'd be cool. We this might be my next favorite dinosaur movie. I don't know. We're going to find out. going to find out today, finally. User HU6758 on IMDb in December of 2007 said, Cheap, trashy, 
somewhat amusing movie from the producer of King of B Movies, Roger Corman. Six out of ten. I wish I knew what Roger Corman did, but I'll believe user HU6758 on that one. I think he's an infamous B-movie man. Like, he, he makes a lot of really trash movies. Yes. Uh, like, good trash. Like, so bad yeah. it's good, I think. Yeah, I mean, you can't have uh, Marvel top ten Marvel movies all the time. you got to throw in some filler movies. Michael okay. H. Price, Fort Worth Business Press, says, The Anti-Jurassic Park. Meaner and more provocative, but intolerably cheap. Ah. Uh. Uh, user Fat Freddy's Cat on IMDb said uh, a Z movie with a B movie script. Hmm. So would Z movie be worse? Like the worst? Yeah. So it sounds like Z he's movie. agreeing with Brosnan. Like the movie is even worse than the story. Jeez. <laughs> then he said, uh, come on. What did we, did we really expect a worthy ripoff of Jurassic Park here? It's better scripted than the average Roger Corman slaughter slaughterama at least. Well, that's good. At least it's better, it's better than the two sequels that followed. Oh, yeah, I know. I learned that today. That's There's two said. more. Roger Ebert named it as the worst film he saw in 1993. <laughs> well, he, of course well, he watched well, Jurassic Park, and then after that in comparison. But Gene Siskel liked the movie and oh. gave it a thumbs up on their show. Okay. Yeah. So they were like, Siskel and Ebert give it one thumbs up. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Deserter News. Chris Hicks wrote that the film could have been campy and fun had it not been for its slow pacing and gore. Uh, um, well, gore's good, but slow pacing maybe not so much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Scott Weinberg of eFilmCritic.com puts Steven Spielberg on blast saying, Spielberg, take note. Dinosaur attack should be gory. Gore. Which I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It wasn't to. all the way up until the newest Jurassic World uh, 3. Where they saw a dinosaur die on screen. Actually, yeah, actually yeah. killing them, stabbing them, all kinds of stuff. Nice. It does keep you in suspense, but at the same time, A.H. Wells' Last Raptors. I've always that's wanted all. to see Alan Grant take a Spass 12 and blow a raptor's head off. That's it. That's all we're asking. That's I'm it. asking for it, too. Variety's Leonard Clady compared Carnosaur to B-movie creature films released in the 1950s and surmined, surmised it was destined for a quick trip to the tar pits of video shelves and cable screenings. Which is where we saw it. Which is where we on saw it. On video shelf. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it in our tar pits. Uh, Daniel Dockery of Sci-Fi uh, felt that Buechler? Buechler. Buechler's work and creature designs were underrated. Hmm. A review of NTV Guide uh, described Carnosaur as a low-budget attempt to cash in on the success of an expensive studio film, a.k.a. Jurassic Park, but what? still thought the screenplay was cleverly written. Oh, good to go, Brosnan. All right. Leonard Malton says, It's only notoriety will be as 1993's other dinosaur movie. <laughs> so this whole movie is basically in the shadow of Jurassic Park. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's what we're learning here. Yeah, folks. Probably largely why it didn't do great in right. theaters. Probably if you're going to release a dinosaur movie, it's bad to do it in the year of the world's best ever dinosaur movie. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's not going to do good. Yeah. But we won't let these reviews taint our perception of the film before we give it its fair shake. So, Brandon, have you seen Carnosaur before a sore? I have not a sore. Seen it, sore. Rex, mm. not seen it. Me neither. Who picked this movie and why? I feel like we both kind of picked it. It's been too long. Kind of like Old Boy? Yes. That it's, sin of a movie that we had sin. to watch and sit through. But this one wasn't something we dread. It was just something we saw on the shelf. And like we said, the that 
the picture of a forklift in a T-Rex is so enticing. It really is. And just seeing the dinosaur itself. I don't know how the animatronics right. are. I'm picturing... Or puppetry. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I'm picturing Godzilla, Godzilla. like in... What do they call that suit? Like uh, the style of... Kaiju. Kaiju? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Just really cheap. It's not that bad, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But... I don't know. know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> it could either. be that bad. <laughs> Because I always don't want to put or suggest movies to us that we would actually really, really like. I could see me hating this. Yes. We will truly find out if we want to hate it, love it, or... Cheesy. Cheesy. So, do. So, what do? What do? What do? What What is your pre-watch rating? Brandon. Or me. Uh, I can go. Okay. So, I'm just going to say out of five Brosnans, uh, I'll give it two Brosnans. Mm. Before seeing it, I'll give it a fair three Brosnan. Three Brosnans? But out of 100 genetic violences, I'll give it 40. Okay. Do I rate two? Out of 100 genetic violences? Okay. You give it 40? Yeah. To match my two, I'll give it 30. Okay. Okay. Solid. And But remember, these re- these ratings don't mean anything. These ratings mean absolutely nothing. The only thing that really matters is how we rank it on the, at the end. Exactly. <laughs> and even that, it's up to us. Even that it's arbitrary. is arbitrary. Yeah. This okay. whole podcast sums it up. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So- all right. With all of that Woo! out of the way. First segment out of the way. Now, next segment. or love or cheese. So, want to watch the trailer? I think we should. Because if we don't, we can't do this segment. I make it so. I be. Come. Watch. All right. Connoisseur 1993 official trailer. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. New Horizons. New Horizons. Yeah. Looking through a microscope at something. Here's some dino DNA. Hmm. Oh, it's a, like some kind of lizard. Yeah. That could be a puppet. Oh, jumping huh. at a cowboy. Some cowboy got slaughtered in a chicken pen. Oh, chicken coop. oh. We oh. see a paddock. We see real quick shots. Dinosaur vision. <laughs> uh, this is a raptor in a trash can or something? Oh, bursting out of an egg. Wow, this is intense. A lot wow, of this is intense. Oh, there's Just a puppet. That was alien sure flamethrower guy. Forklift. Cheesy little toy forklift. The dinosaurs look like they're toys. They do. <laughs> oh, men in hazmat oh, suits. Blood, violence already. All the dinosaurs are metasauruses. They are. So this is clearly not your Hammond part. Carnosaur. <laughs> oh, there's a little jab at make a th- great theme park? Yes. Oh. little jab at Jurassic Park there. <laughs> What was the line? What did say? Like, yeah, that'd make a great theme park. That'd make a great theme park. <laughs> ah, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> Already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! So never actually seen the trailer before. So wow! What are your okay. thoughts now? <laughs> kind of changed, but I think I've settled at a good number. I'm glad I picked what I picked. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, I, you're probably I don't want to hate on. it, but <laughs> I'm more optimistic this one. Huh. Try to keep my mood up, but we'll mm. see. So that concludes the pre-watch portion of our podcast. Woo-woo! We shall now watch it. 
take notes, and we'll be back with the breakdown after this brief intermission, please. <laughs> Roar, Watched Carnosaur. <laughs> On your projector in Florida in my living room. This next segment is the breakdown. I like the breakdown. Yes, we're watching it so you don't have to. We're going to break down the plot from opening to closing credits, so spoiler warning from here on out. That means if you don't want to hear what happens in the movie because you're going to watch it, don't listen. We'll try not to go on too many tangents, but no promises. We shall also attempt to wait until the end of the segment before revealing our final judgments. Now, before we begin, Brandon, I want you to randomly call me a fuckface or other curse word of your choosing before the end of the episode, okay? Deal. So you told me to call you a fuckface or whatever curse word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Let's I guess begin the begin. breakdown. Let's begin the breakdown. So the movie begins with the New Horizons Company logo with footsteps echoing. It's coom, coom. Just black background, some intro credits of some names. And then we get into real-life footage of chickens being butchered. So it's tasteful right off the bat. It's really good. It kind of sets up the scene. And we just see some 90s computer screen DNA sequencing nonsense. Mm -hmm. And in the DNA code is some more credits, like producer or director stuff. We see Advanced Research Projects Administration in some kind of secret shady military war room. It's on screen text. Then you saw a Coca-Cola ad placement. I did. Apparently. During this whole time with the text and the chicken slaughtering, there's Predator Heat Vision in the background yeah it's very 90s it's super 90s super 90s if you were to picture a movie in the 90s this is it they uh these secret shady military corporation people are talking about a dr tip tree yeah that's who they're discussing at this round table and we see tip tree for the first time in a big room filled with monitors and controls so i'm going to call it the monitor room so this is actress diane ladd and she's portraying Dr. Jane Tiptree. So it keeps cutting to chickens slaughtered still in between the text and Tiptree. So it's like, it feels like kind of like Jurassic Park in a way where they're trying to explain things, but then it's these shocking images in between it. It's a lot clumsier. They don't have a Mr. DNA. Oh, Mr. DNA, where did you come from? From your blood. Bingo. Dino DNA. It's very difficult to not compare to Jurassic Park just because knowing it came out the same year and it's my favorite movie of all time. I want this to be good, so I'm comparing it a lot. Yeah, so that's going to be a running theme is this gets unavoidable comparison. Yeah. But yeah, but keeps cutting to chickens. So I think we're at some kind of bio chicken research farm. And I keep saying code name infinity symbol Eunice on everything. Oh, uh, okay. I missed that. Is like, I guess the cover chicken coop factory and it was at this point that i noticed that this movie has a lot of on-screen text it loves its on-screen text but this bright green screen text never stays long enough to read any of it it, it doesn't you can read the top two lines maybe it's got four it's lines yeah and four lines i can't get through the first line before. imagine reading four sentences in a row in five seconds yeah <laughs> you can't 
And so Jane Chiptree, uh, Dr. Tiptree, is watching two men enter this chicken coop on the monitors. And we see the chickens are getting mutilated. Then we see a row of chicken eggs. And amongst these chicken eggs is a giant. It was a big, ch- it was a Yoshi egg. Yeah. <laughs> Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> and then we see from green DinoVision from within the egg, it's hatching, attacks these men. Well, we have to assume it's DinoVision. Yeah. It could just be a terrible camera work and editing. I think what they're trying to tell us, it's a, it's a creature. I think so, because it's neon green vision. Yeah. And then next, a guy shows up to the Purex poultry plant to deliver his cluckers. You said. Yeah, he said cluckers. <laughs> I got to get these cluckers delivered. One of the poultry farmers is Clint Howard. I guess Dr. Tiptree is using the Purex poultry plant as a testing ground for her evil dinosaur science. I know you didn't say it because you said Purex, but I just imagined you said P-Rex. Do you know how there's a T-Rex? Because there's some kind of other... Some kind of rooster T-Rex. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) Poultry Rex. P-Rex. Poultry Rex. (laughs) (laughs) So more random titles pop up on screen again. Rapid fire. Next scene. As chicken truck driver hears a noise. So the cluckers are like exploding in the back of his (laughs) truck. Yeah, literally like they have M80s installed into them. Like they swallowed an M80. Gets out to check on them with a flashlight, and again, Dino Vision. Yep, Dino Vision. First person shooter we see. Did, did you notice in the Dino Vision, besides it being green and like really shaky footage, that it was actually pixelated in a way? Was it? It looked like they filmed it on something else and just made a green filter. Oh man, maybe the robot dinosaurs. That's what it felt like because the footage wasn't smooth. It was like chunky. Yeah. So it was weird. It looked like surveillance almost. But they're not robot dinosaurs, or are they? We don't know yet. Nanomachines. Son. Yeah, nanosaurs. So, Brandon, you said the green computer vision looks like they're simulating what a dinosaur would see with its first kill. Yeah. We see an extreme close-up of the dinosaur hand puppet eating sinewy truck driver meat. <laughs> okay. And then we match cut from that to Alfred E. Newman, the mascot of Mad Magazine, for no reason. For no reason at all. Because um, it's a mad world. So I couldn't seem to find any connection between the director, Roger Corman, and Mad Magazine. I was trying to see if there's a reason for this. So it's a recurring motif. Could just be creative direction. Maybe the director or, you know, at least when I made movies in school, like maybe symbolism. That's the only thing I can think of. It was symbolism. The closest I could find is Italian Wikipedia said, the director also included a tribute to satirical magazine, Mad Magazine. So... Oh, so maybe he dislikes it. Or maybe it got him through a dark time. Or who knows? Yeah. Got him through a dark time, Mad Magazine. Yeah, Mad Magazine got me through a dark time. That's a quote from somebody. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, more text. So we're in a Night Watchman's trailer. It says this, I guess. It's a Night Watch trailer. A guy's watching TV while wearing sunglasses indoors. This guy's our protagonist, mm-hmm. whom neither of us knew the name of for the entire duration of the film. I was literally about to say, neither. well, I thought you were going to say neither of us knew he was the protagonist. I presumed his name was John Carnosaur. <laughs> Brandon was calling him Breaking Bad. Yeah. But IMDb says the main character's name is actually Doc Smith, portrayed by actor Raphael Sabarge. I try to look up how it's pronounced. It's pronounced Sabarge, Sabarge, as far as I can tell. Okay. He hears trespassers, which I guess he just drunkenly goes out and shoots a rifle to scare them off. Yeah. But um, he did scare most of them off right away. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, don't kill us. Just, 
as we'll find out, this movie doesn't explain anything. Brandon keeps saying you have to take everything for granted. The whole movie, you have to take it for granted. So I just kind of, I'm sure the green text said what it was, but since it went away so quickly, I think he's just a night watchman for a garbage dump. That's what it seemed like. He gets into some farm equipment after chasing people off his farm facility thing, but it won't start. And then you hear an audible, oh, yeah. Uh, and he's like, come on out, come on out, pointing a gun at a girl in a burglar attire wearing a ski mask. Yeah. And she willingly surrenders, and he takes her mask off, and she's a beautiful blonde actress. Right after this is where I literally had the epiphany that you can't take it for granted, because yeah. they did not explain at all how why it was so easy, other than maybe she's a female and he's a male. But that's assuming why she gave up. Well, he, he has a gun. gun. On her. He has a gun trained on her. Yeah, that's why. It's just it was just weird. I don't know why they would be burglaring a trash dump, though. I don't know. Uh, he's gonna go narc on her to the police. Yeah. We quickly cut to the town's sheriff at the crime scene of the. Uh, remember a scene ago where the chicken truck driver was attacked? Cluckers. Yeah, the cluckers. Yeah. And so it's that crime scene, and it's suggested that a bobcat. Might have killed the truck driver. Yeah, which is we, insane. We know the truth. We know reveal the lie. Brandon says we see more titles, which is too much info to read before it disappears. Law. That's <laughs> true. I asked Brandon if he knows where the town takes place, the setting of the movie that we're in. Uh, unofficial answer you said was Nevada because you think you saw an NV or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, on one screen before the text blurbs went away too quickly. So let's say it's we're in Nevada. Let's just say. We now see the local town doctor. His name's Dr. Sterling Raven, uh, presumably functioning in a role as a police medical examiner or mortician because he's performing an autopsy on that truck driver. But he's definitely also the town's medical doctor. We'll find that out later. But Dr. Raven calls someone and says, uh, sending them a wound sample. <laughs> Just cuts his arm off. Yeah. He cuts a section of skin and sends. Yeah, they're literally wound. a chunk of meat. <clears throat> He's like, "We're gonna send him this wound sample." This wound sample. I'm sick. That's Brandon's pupper. Yeah, the dog barked, coughed, and next mad scientist, Doctor Triptree. Because there's two doctors: the good doctor, Doctor Raven, and mad scientist, Doctor Triptree. Doctor Vulcan Raven. Ravens aren't scavengers like most people think. Uh, but Dr. Tiptree, mad scientist doctor, says the dino eggs are hatching too early and she didn't want this kind of exposure. Yeah. She's up to something. So she knew stuff is bad happening. Yeah. She's behind us somehow. Don't know yet. But we quickly cut to another scene of wacky drunk teens driving around the desert in a Jeep, right? Right. It looks like a Jeep commercial. But they're promoting drinking and driving because they are. <laughs> it's like, if you're a cool teen... Buy a drink, buy a Jeep, Jeep it. That's, Jeep it. That's, that's the news. Jeep slogan, <laughs> Jeep it. We begin to realize that there's a lot happening in this movie, and it's a fever dream. Yeah. Doc's... <laughs> yeah? I hate this noises. Get you. All right, lay down. Lay down. Uh, <laughs> toddler. Stop. He used to freak out a lot more, but now he just sees it like a game. So Doc Smith, that's our protagonist. Three characters named Doc. There's Dr. Raven, Dr. Triptree, and our main character, Doc Smith. Well, they're doctors. He's just a doc. He's just a doc. Yeah. He so, didn't go to as much school. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Doc's school. If so you don't finish, they just call you Doc, not Doctor. Yeah, exactly. 
So Doc Smith has his rifle trained on the ski mask robber girl, but falls asleep, and she calls him a drunk and leaves. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Light so. work, got out of it. So the sheriff and Doc Smith show up at Guyan Commune, text on screen, of course. <laughs> How else would you know where we're <laughs> Doc Smith sees the ski mask robber girl here, and the sheriff asks him to ID her, the robber, and he sees her, but yeah. he says, she's not here. Why? And then proceeds to say, I'm going to deal with this my own way. <laughs> he's going to kill her. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. It seriously sounds like. Um, so he's going to kill her on his own terms. So this is where I actually meant to say, uh, well, you can't take anything for granted. This is the official part in my mind, because this is where they did not explain any reason why, other than I'm going to take care of my own way. But unless we miss something, he grabs the police to find her out because he figured out where she would be. And then he sees her and he's like, no, she's not here. Yeah, he went through the trouble for no reason. There's no reason to protect her at that point. So I I didn't get it. Okay, so we we cut back to the Jeep kids and then we cut back to Doc Smith again in his trailer where Ski Mask Girl visits Doc Smith. Like, not in robber attire, just uh, during the day to visit him, I guess. Yeah. To thank him for not ratting her out. And we find out her name is actually Anne Thrush played by Jennifer Runyon. I guess he planned to murder her, but after she came by to thank him, she became his love interest instead. At this point, though, do you remember, was he in, like, bad mode? There's Elaborate. A point, so there's a point where he's wearing, like, a leather jacket and shades. I, I feel like it's right here. That's when we first saw him. Okay. The subtitles at this point say her name is Brush with a B. So this is a sign that the subtitles start to glitch. You did see it? It did say with Uh, a B. Okay. But they were AI-generated audio to text. Gotcha. Yeah, it threw me off because when I read Brush, I heard Brush, and that's when I told you, no, dude, it's Brush. You believe everything you see on TV? Next random fever dream scene. We're about 20 minutes in now. The crazy teens in the Jeep are drinking and whipping the Jeep around gravoid turf in the desert and mountains. And um, they almost drive off a cliff. They do. Yeah, they drive off a cliff. they're drinking and driving. That's the lesson, kids. Yeah. But no, they stop just before they die. That's the lesson? Then one of the hooligan teens takes a wee-wee break. He does. So there's three teens. One's taking a wee-wee break. The other two are, like, making out in the Jeep. Guys, stop. I got a wee-wee. I got a wee-wee, guys. He's like, okay, I'll get my wee-wee out. You get yours out. Well, wee-wee battle. Of course, he gets attacked by the dinosaur puppet while he's on his wee-wee break. Oh, yeah. It and, smelled pee-pee and had to eat him. And then the two teens inside the Jeep who are making out, the dinosaur jumps through their window and just mauls the hell out of them. Yes. Lots of blood. Blood all over the windows. Yeah. that's a lot. It's a lot of gore. It's good. And then we close up on the bumper sticker says, May peace prevail on Earth. And then we cut to a shadowy silhouette of a baby dinosaur hand yeah. puppet. It's roaring into the sunset. It is. That's what I'm saying. This movie has a lot of symbolism. Like they're they're trying to create impactful imagery and things. It's far, trying keyword trying, but that's as far as I, I can tell, it's an anti-environmentalist message. That's as much as I gather. That that would be on point. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. So next random scene is ARPA. In Washington, D3. 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 It's more on-screen text because this movie loves it. Mm-hmm. Subtitles started bugging out saying just, you animal, you animal, you animal. <laughs> over and, <laughs> and over and over. Even after they say you're, you animal, it keeps going. You animal, it keeps going. So at this point, we had to turn that off. But 
we see a dinosaur puppet walking and the girl banter in his truck until they see a mangled twitching body on the ground and then doc smith just stares at him for a moment and uh this is the teen who went on the weeby break and must have crawled away from the scene of the crime brandon thinks he's infected with dino dna um because he's sick and this teen for no reason at all speaking espanol she translates it as it's eating me so there's now two police heading towards them. Shoot at the dino. They shoot it at the dino? They shoot it at the dino? I don't remember that happened. Uh, so, yeah, they do. Uh, they arrive, and it either jumps at them, or it just it appears real quick, and they do. They, they shoot at it with their pistols. Oh, it scares And then it, it gets away. I think that's where they reported it, and that's why later... Not really a spoiler yet, but... People are more aware of what's going on, killings and everything. Well, they're aware something's going on. Yeah, so I think this is where it really starts to pick up with that regard. It's like, there's something out here. We saw it. We shot at it. We didn't get it. Yeah, it's a bobcat. Yeah, it's a green bobcat with scales. (laughs) (laughs) So next, evil corporate goons uh, get assaulted by the dinosaur. Yeah. And so it's now bigger, and it reaches through the windshield and yanks them out (laughs) of the vehicle. And then we get some meat dripping from its puppet draws. Oh, yeah. And now back to some more on-screen titles. We're back in ARPA in Washington, D.C. Not only meat dripping, but it was like a chunk of, like they just threw chicken meat in there or or, uh, like pork beef. Sinew and meat dripping. And I I call this guy crazy CEO, man. He's just like bald and he's wearing like a three-piece suit. He looks like the lawyer from Jurassic Park 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost spit an image. But older, maybe. But he, this is where it really gets fever dreamy because he's just laying belly first on a table, like a foot away from a senator who's eating a nice meal. And he's like telling him, like, come on, you got to give us funding. This right. Is, come on, man. <laughs> what the f- is going on, man? Brandon says, chicken research man is feeding the senator goat embryo coated blueberries. Okay. That's what he said. The guy tells him, the Jurassic Park lawyer looking guy, he tells him that it's goat embryo coated really? uh, blueberries. He really says that? He does. The, yeah, fever dream. Something like, little did you know that you've been eating blueberries covered in goat embryo. And he's like, oh, God, no. And that's, yeah. So he's trying to distract them, it seems, so they can get on with whatever research they're doing past, you know, get funding. So now Dr. Jane Tiptree is watching security footage through Securicam of a man in a dark room. Over the speaker, she says, I'm sorry, Jess. Be angry. Allow yourself to feel angry. So I guess this man's daughter died at some point, I guess. Uh, But Tiptree says she'll be all right. She presses a button, which allows the man to enter a new area. It's like a steamy pipe hallway with red flashing lights and a laser light show. Very suiting for this film. Super low-budget 90s. Yeah. He touches a force field. And then the dinosaur, which I guess is a big T-Rex, is released from the forest field. His hand gets cut off in a laser grid, and then the dinosaur eats him. Right. Nothing means anything. Did you say that, or did I say that? That's just... Everything, yeah. Thrush and her friends are on (laughs) Smith's property just hanging out, which he doesn't take kindly to. So he points a gun at them, like, you know, get off my property, you hippies. Mm -hmm. But then immediately gives up and, you know, just makes fun of them for being vegetarian instead. Uh, Wait, you guys look like them vegetable people. Yeah, I guess you're hippie commune people, even though it's 1993 and we have a weird anti-environmentalist message. Anyway... 
he goes to the diner, Jay's diner. Even that gets on screen text. Right. Um, and then Doc Smith is at the diner and locals are talking about recent murders. So they're saying basically it doesn't sound credible that it's Bobcats. And like, they're like, one idiot local is Clint Howard and he's a farmer at that chicken facility. And what's the lady at the diner say, Brandon? She says, must be watching those Italian flicks. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why either. Is it they're violent? They're creature movies? They're, they're anti- Those Italians. Sicilian. I guess so. Doc Smith, who previously made fun of the commune people for eating vegetarian food, now asks if he can have a salad because he's falling in love with the love interest, I guess. <laughs> you guys don't eat meat? Wow. Wow, you suck. Wow. I want to get in her pants. What would a hippie like? What would it take? I'll take a salad. Trees. I'm in. So we're about 35 minutes in, and we cut back to the commune people back at the garbage dump, and they're sleeping just on his equipment, like caterpillar equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and then a hilarious <clears throat> kaiju dino puppet walks up, <laughs> and one of the hippie dudes says, Greetings, green brother. He does. I don't even know why he says this. Is he drunk or what? I don't know. Hi, I assume. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Greetings, green brother. But then the Carnosaur <laughs> hand puppet goes on a murder spree and literally eats this guy's face. It does. Oh, it does. Yeah, actually bites his face off, the front of his face. Yeah. I don't know why, but one of the girls there is tied to the Caterpillar vehicle yeah, for some reason. I'm not sure. So she tries to kick the Carnosaur <laughs> yeah. away, but it just bites, eats her leg, of course. Yeah, bites her whole, bites her foot and then pulls her leg off of her body somehow. Maybe it, like, maybe it bit it. But what I thought was crazy is she screamed a lot and then just completely stopped and just watched it gnawing on her leg. Eating her leg like a drumstick. Yeah. So next scene, Doc Smith finds the massacred bodies of the commune people at the dump. Like, you know, his workplace and, and his home. So luckily, the only survivor is his love interest, Thrush. And she's, like, inside one of the Caterpillar vehicles, which is the only reason she was spared. Um, She thought to hide. Yeah, she was just inside instead of outside. Again, cut to another scene again. Medical examiner Dr. Raven discovers that the wounds inflicted are getting larger. So either there's more than one attacker or what he suspects is that the attacker is growing and real fast. Yeah, that's what they say too. Hinting yeah. that this is... Dun, dun, dun. Genetic violence dinosaur. Of course, duh. Yeah. Implied genetic violence. Yes. So about 40 minutes in... Thrush wakes up in Doc Smith's trailer. She finds his creepy drawings for some reason. And then suddenly, because he's not here right now, I guess he just put her in his house, his trailer, and then We left. assume so. So she's <laughs> just moping around in his house, and then a dinosaur breaks through the window. So she picks up his rifle and shoots at it. It was scary. Which scares it away, yeah. I was scared when it busts through the window. Could it made a really imagine? loud, crunching glass smash sound. Slow-mo <laughs> glass breaking. Yeah. Doc himself... Uh, we see him driving up to the van of that evil corporation goons and finding them dead. Yeah, yeah. So he hears Dr. Tiptree talking over their radio. And I'm just now realizing that he found, uh, he found the girl, you know, Thrush, unconscious, and numerous murdered bodies on his night watch property and his home. And instead of going to the police, he decides to leave her there and go on a personal dino mystery. He said it earlier. He wants to do it his own way. Yeah, but I thought he meant then just kill the girl. He just wants to do everything himself. So protagonist, Doc Smith, he's now dressed in one of the dead goon's uniforms, and somehow he got a stretcher. So he rolls a cart in with the dead goon that he took the clothes from. Yeah, no explanation at all. Just yeah. 
Like it's I, basically like anybody that's played the game Hitman. Yeah. If you just put a new costume on, you're a different person automatically. Works perfectly. Yeah. No question at all. I guess he has all the ID and stuff needed. But he just rolls the cart right up to Dr. Tiptree and surprises her at gunpoint, taking her hostage. So I guess this night watchman who works for a garbage dump is just taking it upon himself to put her under citizen's arrest and uncover this whole mystery by himself. So they go to her monitor room. At 42 minutes, Brandon said, and I quote, Not necessarily a bad thing, but you have to take everything for granted in this movie. Things just happen and you have to be okay with it as there's very little explanation for anything. Correct. Tiptree says, Oh, so you just got it too, huh? You got the fever? And the only prescription is more cowbell. Doc Smith asks, how do you know about it? And she says, everything. I designed it. Blah, 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 T-virus. So she's being all mysterious and creepy-like. We cut back to the sheriff, and he's at his home with his wife, cooking breakfast. And she explains that she has a fever, and others in the town have it too. So dino fever is a foot. Is it a bronto foot? Yes. You can reverse, so I didn't ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of something. I was, too. <clears throat> Sheriff puts on an apron to help his wife make breakfast. She doesn't feel good. You know, she's got dino fever. We see him crack a chicken egg open. Yeah, and first it looks like goop. Like I thought it was black at first. It's black green slime. Yeah. And one of them has a living baby dinosaur, and it's <laughs> squirming around. So back to the evil headquarters of the corporation again back in that chicken coop of the evil corporation mm -hmm. for some reason we see clint howard just walking around eating chicken drumsticks and he finds a mutilated chicken and just after that uh from the ceiling a dinosaur head comes down yeah. and just pulls him up it pulls him up so not only pulls him up though pulls his entire fucking spine out of his body <laughs> <coughs> yeah it pulls his whole spine, like it did a uh, predator kill. Yeah, spinal cord and nerves, guts, and neck. And yeah, pulled right out of the skeleton suit. Yeah. So Clint Howard's dead. Yep. Dr. Tiptree tries to have an evil speech with the protagonist, talking about all kinds of philosophical nonsense. Dinosaurs used to rule the earth. Humans are an infection, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. We've heard it before, lady. Come you're, on. You're an evil villain. We got it. But her receptionist video calls her on one of the monitors and says... I'm not feeling so good, Mr. Stark. Thrush herself is shaking visibly from the fever. So everybody's basically sick with this fever. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the sheriff again, and he's showing the town doctor, the little baby dinosaur from the chicken egg. And the doctor says it's grown, or the sheriff says it's grown threefold since this morning. Mm. And then we see that in Dr. Raven's local doctor office, a whole bunch of the townsfolk are just sick and shivering in his lobby it does grow fast but i'm wondering thinking about it now if it grew too fast it wouldn't be a problem they would just have to hide and survive long wait enough it out for it to die yeah yeah it'd be like a normal virus it has to run its course a lot of the science so really, in this movie doesn't really pan out yeah if you think about it jeff goldblum character type character could have came on and just thought of that and everybody's like oh yeah you're right it's life just, finds a way just burrow underground and hide from it until they die out yeah everybody makes dumb decisions in this movie but this movie doesn't tell you no. anything that you want to know it's trying to go too fast so you don't think about it exactly so dr Chiptree puts a device under the receptionist's tongue because she's now just in here with the protagonist and dr Tiptree. Tiptree says right on time menacingly 
Yeah, so the device she put in her tongue was a thermometer. Yeah. Uh, the temperature goes all the way up to 110 degrees, mm. which, from my understanding, would easily kill somebody because their <laughs> brain would fry like eggs. She's not doing great. And no. Tiptree says, how are you feeling now, Susan? And has to lie down on a couch. And the protagonist is just fine with all of this happening, you know, instead of calling the cops. Yeah. <laughs> He knows he's the protagonist at this point. Yeah. He thinks he's going to be the hero. Well, he has to handle everything himself, I guess. Yeah, true. And then she says, I wish I could have spared you, Susan. Hero says, what's happening to her? And she's, you know, he's helping comfort Susan again instead of calling the cops or EMTs or whatever. Or anything, right. Anything. Uh, so, damn it, dude. She's giving birth. Uh, All kinds of squishy noises, uh, gack sounds. Dino birth. <laughs> Tip tree just pulls something out, and Susan's dead. Yep. Oh, now he should definitely call the cops, because a woman has died in front of him, giving birth to a dino baby. <laughs> but... No, Nothing no. wrong about that at all. Nothing out of the ordinary. He's just following her into a science room with a shelf thing filled with eggs. And so now Tiptree's talking about, um, well, no, 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 no. He makes a quip. He says, scramble, they're sunny side up. And then he threatens one of the eggs with his pistol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just a, a renegade, dude. Uh, he is. She's got some latex gloves on. And, uh, you know, why not just let her go on with her experiments? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So more on-screen text, federal code blue, temporary HQ, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Some government people are talking about Tiptree being the fairy godmother of military bioscience or some shit. Nothing matters. Um, yep. <laughs> next. All right. So at this point, a wife and a husband are driving over a bridge uh, into the town. And the the wife is visibly sick. So he's just trying to get her some help. Mm -hmm. And they drive up to basically a blockade of hazmat suit people. They're like soldiers with M16s, but they're wearing full-on yellow hazmat suits and gas masks. So obviously something's going on, and they just tell him this is a it's a hazard. Like you can't come in here. It's we're, we've blocked it all off. This is a secret black site. We're Umbrella Corporation. I think they did say it's government or something. They are. It's yeah. government for sure. Like they actually told them like, anyways. So they're trying to see assess the situation with the female and the male. They see that she's probably got the fever. Mm -hmm. and then so they're like, like, we'll take her. Yeah. And then the man's like, okay, great. I'm going to just go now. Yeah. And then he's like, we got a live one. They point the M16 <laughs> at him. And then they like, come with us, sir. Come this way. Yeah. Come right this way. <laughs> and then this is kind of a cool shot, actually. It's like an aerial view. We see the hazmat troopers mm -hmm. kind of escort them over. And then like 12 dudes in hazmat suits just blow them away. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They look like they're going to help them. Note yeah. I, I made here, it looks like... Uh, they call it a federal quarantine. Yeah. So, yeah, they do say it's government. So yeah. the federal government has uh, kidnapped a woman, a sick woman, and murdered in cold blood her husband. Yes. So they're, like, trying to contain the virus. Yeah. So a scene or two later, the wife of that dude uh, gives gross birth to a dinosaur fetus. Birth to. So a second nasty dino birthing scene. <laughs> Uh, and the fetus just fall flops on the ground covered in green slime in front of the ev evil CEO man mm -hmm. and uh, military general guys there too. And then she vomits green ooze and dies, I guess. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. I'm bored. This is boring. Chris Pratt says. Crisp rat. Crisp rat. I'm bored. This is boring. I'm bored. 
So next, Tip Tree gives a big mad scientist speech again about how Earth is made for the dinosaurs, made to their dimensions. Humans are a cancer on the Earth. Trying to paint herself as the hero here. She's trying to justify all the, of her crimes, the unjustifiable <laughs> crimes. <laughs> the dino genetic crimes. The genetic ge- crimes, dude. The government is learning. <laughs> <laughs> That Tip Tree is most likely behind this, as she was involved with the bioscience, probably f- working for the government. So now the government doesn't want to get in trouble, so they're trying to contain it um, as they learn of the spread of this virus. And there are a few scenes where Dr. Tip Tree is in full loon scientist mode, mad scientist. She's telling our hero. 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 The plan. Superman, you're such a superhero. Hero. Okay. Wasn't that funny? The human being is the worst and a disaster. Uh, you know. <laughs> on, let's get something legible. So basically her thing is, screw humans, dinosaurs are better. The audience just has to roll with it. That's her thing. So it seems like her philosophy, she's trying to win Doc Smith over, and it does seem to be working. He's just kind of like, wow, you're completely right. Meanwhile, the sheriff just rocks up to an empty street it looks like silent hill for some reason because the set is completely drenched in mist and he's yelling in a panicked way i don't know why he even gets out of his squad car on this empty street right here but he yells i got nothing to lose he does come on come on out i know you're here come on out i'm awake and his yelling attracts a dinosaur and he fucking shoots it in the chest i give i get uh arnold schwarzenegger and predator one vibes come on kill me kill me i'm not gonna lose do it do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Kill me. I'm here. Kill me. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Kill me. So, yeah, plus one to this movie over Jurassic Park. If nothing else, this is because I've always wanted to see, ever since Alan Grant picked up a Spaz 12 in the first Jurassic Park, I wanted to see this. So he shoots it in the chest. And he walks up about to finish it off. But unfortunately, it stabs its third toe, raptor toe, through his abdomen. But he does blow its head off. He does. Straight he ices it. Which is nice to see. It's nice to see. Even though see it. it would have been cool if it was more graphic. It's Not pretty graphic. graphic. You see his head flying in trunks. It's puppets. I know. Better graphics. You mean. Better. It would have been nice to see it. Upscaling. 4K. Jurassic Park <laughs> level quality. Not N64. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back with the evil military government people discussing their evil dinosaur science. And they discuss saving the species. And I'm not sure if they're talking about humans or the dinosaurs. But then they're talking about artificial wombs and shit. Yeah, so it seems like they were trying to figure out if they could continue this without humans because that was the big thing Dr. Tiptree. Dr. Tiptree wanted to continue this to happen, but obviously they have to murder humans to do it. My assumption is that they think this virus can wipe out the human race and they're talking about survival of humans and stuff, but I don't know if the government's talking about we want to use this as a bioweapon. Or... But then they're also trying to contain it, and who knows what anybody's motivations are at this point. Exactly. So again, we're an hour in. On-screen text for the black site or whatever. Protagonist shoots one of the eggs to pieces and demands the serum. So I guess there's a serum now, a cure for the fever. Or he'll start making omelets. That's what he says. He tells her. So she does. She gives him the serum. And 
It's, of course, more green slime. But he just runs away without shooting her. Didn't shoot her, didn't say anything. Didn't call the cops, didn't anything. Yeah, she just lets him. It's not like she let him go, but it's just. Well, what's she going to do? Hand off serum, he's gone. Yeah. All right. So he just takes the serum and runs, and he's going down that same red laser pipe hallway, laser field, and he sees the T-Rex. So I guess it's time to face off against the final boss. Yeah, final boss is happening soon. But he runs away from the cheesy T-Rex, and uh, he, he starts shooting out the lasers. He's escaping. But again, no, dude. Dr. Tiptree lays down a blanket on the ground. going to give a third gross-ass birthing scene. Yep, we already knew what was going to happen. The second she put the towel the on the ground. The second she put the oh towel, she lays down in the way yeah. when it... Uh, no! Brandon says, Tiptree's expecting to have her dino child, so she's <laughs> infected by the fever, too. Dino child. And you, you said, no wonder this was outshined by Jurassic Park. <laughs> There's no way they could pick this over. This is a creature feature. It is. Uh, so the protagonist, meanwhile, manages to escape the facility. And I guess he's atop a dam or something. But he sees the wall shaking. So this T-Rex is headbutting a concrete wall. Mm. And before it escapes, he manages to get back to his trailer with the serum to heal his love interest and prepare for the climactic final battle. So, back with Tiptree, she's ready to die. Instead of giving normal birth, which happened the other two times, this dinosaur bursts through her abdomen. So not only is this ripping off Jurassic Park, but it's also ripping off another famous sci-fi horror franchise. What was really surprising to me is that the whole time this is happening, she's literally not really screaming that much. No. But something's coming out of her chest. Yeah, she's, she's just like... opened up her entire chest from the inside. And she's like, like ah, ah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, wow. My creation, my dino child. The end of me. The only thing I can assume with logic, since there's nothing explained, is maybe she already knew to put numbing drugs or heavy narcotics in her system. Yeah. So she couldn't feel the pain. But again, they it doesn't have to it. make sense. It doesn't. Take it for granted. Just take the whole thing for granted. So, Hero gets back to his trailer dump, and his sick love interest thrush, she wakes up. She said she had nightmares about dino eggs hatching. So he uses a CB radio. So for the first time, he's, like, trying to get help for real. He says, breaker, breaker. <laughs> breaker, breaker. The truckers are talking over the CB radio. She's like, do you know how to use that thing? Don't worry, I've seen it in movies. Breaker, breaker. <laughs> And they're talking about seeing a dinosaur, and then he mentions, like, Dinosaur Highway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you, I think he was like, didn't you used to call this thing Dinosaur Highway, or did I hear something about this? Yeah, he's talking about genetic memory or instinct or some BS about an ancient migration route. They explained it too easily. Yes. It's got to be the genetic dinosaur highway. As if it just genetically recrawls a uh, 50 million year old migration route like it was yesterday. Yeah, right. Alan Grant did say in Jurassic Park, you can't just suppress 35 million years of genetic violence. The T-Rex <laughs> wants to hunt, doesn't want to be fed. Gut instinct, that's what he says. <laughs> Life finds a way. Yeah, then Jeff Goldblum. Any line he can get. All the lines. Life finds, remember, life remember, uh, finds a way. Uh, that's chaos, dude. Oh, we're lost again? We'll find a way, just like life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Eunice Food Sciences Division, more on-screen text. 
cheesy, yeah. super cheesy music. The hazmat soldiers are inspecting the monitor room, seeing the remains of Dr. Tiptree. And then another scene where they go to Dr. Raven's doctor house, where all the sick townspeople are. Mm-hmm. And they just go in and double tap everybody. Just mowing everybody down. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally double tap, too. Just Efficient. Cleansing. It was. Um, Purge the unclean. For some reason, they take pictures of what they did. Maybe. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, Maybe they're sick or they just... They're sick. Yeah. I figure they use it for a cover-up, but... But I don't know how that helps their case. <laughs> Every single person in here died of dinosaur hatching babies and they were... No, that's what they wanted to cover up. Twice in the chest. So the government tried to cover up this dinosaur virus that the government was involved in. That's our cover story. Wait. So somebody shot them two times in the chest, each of them... Uh, we were there. We caught it. it we didn't. In we were there. We caught it. There's a patsy. It's dumb. Doc Smith injects his love interest with the cure serum, and she snaps out of the dino fever pretty quickly. But what? this is it, folks. This is the final battle. Yep. Cheesy kaiju dino time. So it's the first time in the whole movie that we see an entire carnosaur's body yes. without it being a hand puppet cropped out of frame. <laughs> And boy, it does disappoint. <laughs> I thought you wrote it doesn't. <laughs> but you're right with what you wrote correctly. It's an incredibly cheesy stop-motion animation of a clay dinosaur stomping around. Yeah. Doc Smith puts his girlfriend in a forklift and kisses her. And then he gets in another forklift. And the Bobcat Corporation must have paid for product placement for some reason. Because it's featured prominently on a bunch of shots. Yeah, they'll like zoom away from the action just to show Bobcat, the logo. Yeah, it's a lot of talk of Bobcat in this movie. Yeah. So we get what's on the back of the VHS, the forklift fight with the hand puppet dinosaur. Yep, my childhood. <laughs> watching my childhood right now. This is what we had bacon in our brains ever since we saw it in the movie store, the rental store. So the scene consists of just close-ups of the actors reacting. And shots of the toys, a forklift toy and a hand puppet. <laughs> so if anybody's ever seen the really old school Cyclops movies, I think it was, um, what is it? Uh, the Odyssey? Maybe it's Hercules or something, but I just have it in my mind. It's a stop motion Cyclops with one giant eye, um, but it's those graphics. It's it's not good, even for 1993. Jason and the Argonauts. Um, there you go. Yeah, Jason and the Argonauts. So it's literally that type of graphics. Yeah. Just disappointing. The choreography isn't great. Uh, the shots aren't lined up. It just kind of looks like they edited whatever clips they had together. Trying they to did. make sense. It's all out of sync. Mm-hmm. Um, but the forklift and the T-Rex, they keep bumping into each other. And the dino eventually tips over the man's forklift mm-hmm. and tries to get to him because he's just lying helpless on the ground instead of running. Um, but... Luckily, the girl rams her forklift into the T-Rex's leg, and he gets in the forklift with her, and the forklift isn't just a standard forklift. It's kind of like a shovel scoop with yeah. some claws on it. A uh, Kodiak bear claw at that point, just like <laughs> yeah. clawing the dinosaur apart. Yeah, so they do. They stab it in the gut like three mm. or four times. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> and then they freaking uppercut the T-Rex they at the did. forklift. Come on. So its guts are falling out now. <laughs> And then they give it one final push, and he has a quip. He's like, I hate wildlife. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I hate wildlife. So that's this final quip, and stabs it in the leg. It falls over, and it just kind of slowly dies anticlimactically. Yeah, it's sad. Sad, somber music. It was sad, yeah, because they had the music. And it's like, 
Yeah, I thought for sure they were gonna have like a change of heart moment, or you know, the guy's like, "Well, let's let's we, all these years it's been suppressed and we just killed it like it was nothing." It's just no. sad music. It's not fitting with the scene. Not like, at all. I hate wildlife. Kills it. And instead of it being like triumphant music, it's yeah. just like <laughs> sad, super sad music. It doesn't match at all. No, silly. But he gets back on the CB radio. Doc Smith calls in the cavalry, but. The government hazmat goons come in instead and blow him the f, f away. <laughs> they got to. They, so the hazmat goons, the same ones from before, just bust into his trailer, shoot the protagonist like 30 times. They do. He turns around because his girlfriend's <laughs> asleep, but then he gets shot in the back another yeah. 500 times. <laughs> it and, is a, it's a whole clip. Yeah. Very unnecessary. It's unnecessary because I guess they knew who he was at that point. But even well, it's so, the protagonist. You expect a little so. more than just, hey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, something. And you think maybe the girlfriend, maybe she'll get away. But nope, they nope. bust out a flamethrower. flamethrower and burn her alive. <laughs> they, so the protagonist and his love interest just get burned alive. Yeah. Just <laughs> die violent deaths. And there's no music for this. No. As far as I remember. And Brand Mondi says, Infantry Unit 67 then calls on the radio. Breaking Bad tells them where they are, I assume, to get murked by hazmat men, which they do. Yeah. Um, so I guess so he I called, called them. It. I called it at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. It was going to happen. And then that photo of Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine. It You know, it's just his face says, what yeah. me worry. And we see that burn up, get incinerated. Yeah, so theatric. And then the green credits start to roll, and you noticed backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I even noticed that, but usually the credits go from the top down. It's the only movie I can recall ever seeing where the credits scroll up instead of down. And odd. There's no post credit sequence. Nope, no stinger scene. So I just want to mention real quick that I think I do recognize Ned Bellamy and Brent Hinckley. Mm. So one of them's the CEO man and character actors. So mm, okay. I recognize some faces. Um, but yeah, that is Carnosaur, folks. That's Carnosaur in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm in a nutshell! How did I get into this nutshell? Look at the size of this bloody great big nutshell. What sort of shell has a nut like this? I mean, this is crazy. Like you said earlier, we had this movie in our brains since children from seeing the VHS cover in our local video rental store, Entertainment Tonight. Since we were children, Always. passing by. Never watched it. Never watched it until now. Yep. And then and... I had a quote that I said at the end of the movie. Wow, I liked it better before I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more like, I think I liked it better. Yeah. But either way, I, I did. It's definitely... Without spoiling my review. Yes. Because it, it's a movie. But we'll say that it's definitely more Blood Freak tier than Jurassic Park tier. <laughs> yeah, like you said, creature feature. Yes. If they would have focused a little more on the character development, I think it would have elevated it. But They would have focused on fleshing out what anything means. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, Fever Dream. Yes, it is a short Fever Dream time. film. Yeah, it said an hour 29 on Google, but then when I got the... Hour 22, 22, but that includes credits. And yeah, so it's probably like an hour 18 max. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty short. Quick, and a lot happens in that short It does. Time. So, but, but that 
concludes that is it. the breakdown. So, Brandon, time for our final segment entitled Did We Hate It? in which we pass judgment on Carnosaur. But first, since this full movie is on YouTube, I thought it would be cool to read some of the comments for Carnosaur, full movie on YouTube. So, Robert Miles... Hey, wants... what the fuck, you doo-doo shithead? Oh, you got me. <laughs> Ooh. Gotcha. Your face was not happy. No, <laughs> You're like, what? Piss me off. <laughs> you told I me deserve to do it. it. You I told me to do it. You told I deserve me. it. I you deserve it. Don't do feel it. guilty. I deserve you it. You deserve it. You just told me I to do it. it. So... You got me, dude. I got you. You got me. <laughs> you pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> good, good, good. Ah, oh, damn. Ah, okay. uh, nice one. Nice timing. All right. <laughs> Robert Miles, 1603 on YouTube says, How awful. Those people in the Jeep were murdered by a rubber hand puppet. Yeah. Uh, you want to read one? Uh, sure. Uh, Dustin Laux, 1555, said, When you're a kid watching this and think it's so epic despite not understanding any of it, now I'm an, I am an adult and don't fully understand what was happening half the time. Pretty much. No reasons for why characters do what they do and say what the things they say, as I said. Uh, it just happens because it's the scene. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, but at least they actually made the film and put a good portion of the budget into the effects. I don't I'll know about give that. Them that. But, yeah. Which I don't know if that's true. I'll give them that. You know, we probably could have bought like a party city hand puppet and made our own. They had seven hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. It's probably just renting the bobcats. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the 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 creature effects were the funnest part. So. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, back then, I'm sure maybe uh, practical effects were more expensive. People figured a lot of stuff out. These Not days. everybody had access to Stan Winston, Industrial Light and Magic. Exactly. All right, so. Dustin, I'll give them that too. Yeah. All right. So next, Razor Shark nine three two zero five months ago said this could not beat Jurassic Park. That came out the same year. Diane Ladd, who plays the crazy doctor, Doctor Tiptree, right, who made the dinosaur, who made the monsters in this movie, her daughter Laura Dern appeared in Jurassic Park, nineteen ninety three. That's your daughter. Yeah, Clint Howard's what? niece, Bryce Dallas Howard, later starred in one of the Jurassic Park sequels. Oh, Jurassic World. So, okay. and he said, "I love this film. I still love it." It's all I in the this, family. I looked this up, and it's true. Wow. It's true. So Laura, Diane Ladd, <laughs> Dr. Tiptree, is Laura Dern, who's uh, Ellie Sadler Mother, right. in Jurassic Park. Weird. And yes, of course, Bryce Dallas Howard, <clears throat> BDH, as you call her, starred in Jurassic World series. Mm -hmm. And that's the niece of Clint Howard, who is Ron Howard's brother from Happy Days. Well, and, that's not as interesting as the Diane Ladd and Yeah, that Laura one's a completely different name. Can, I wonder if at uh, get-togethers... They make jokes for each other, but Lord <laughs> is like, well, at least I wasn't in Carnosaur. You know, who's in the better dinosaur movie? She uh, makes fake gack eggs one year. <laughs> like fake for Easter, she does eggs, Easter. but they're green. Yeah, <laughs> just a reminder. Just a reminder. How stupid her it was. Place. <laughs> no, this film hasn't been rated by us. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, just spitballing. Just spitballing. Hey, you know. All right, co-host. Did we hate it? Well, let's talk about the overall moral. Is there a point to this story? No. Yeah, not really. No. I guess, if anything, the theme would be screw nature. It gave me Dr. Robotnik vibes, if anything. Yeah. Dr. Tiptree was Dr. Robotnik, just wanted to kill all the... Said dinosaurs She wanted better. 
no, it was uh, not robotic, but it also reminded me of Thanos, where he basically just wanted order and just peace, no chaos anymore, just things to live. We wanted everything to die. I guess she was like, human, human, humans do everything wrong. Humans suck. Anti-human. And against herself too, because obviously she had dino birth and she died. So I guess the theme is what's better, dinosaurs or humans? (laughs) 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 Uh, Favorite or least bad part for you? My favorite part? Or least bad part. Or element. Doesn't have to be a scene if you can't think of a scene. I can go As weird as it was. Oh, go, go. I'd just say the ending where the hazmat people came in and flamed <laughs> through and M16 them. I do have to get them credit. That takes some cojones to blow away your main character like right? that. <laughs> With no explanation. I mean, the explanation is government uh, cover up, but yeah. just to clearly do it. No, Just narratively. Yeah, no music, no nothing. Just take the characters that you most identify with down. and just. That's probably my favorite, honestly. That's cool, yeah. There's a lot of little, like where the guy gets his spinal degloved from his body. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, but... I'd say my favorite has to be the sheriff blowing away the dinosaur. Yeah, and also, I've got nothing to lose! I've got nothing to lose! Come on, do it! I've got nothing to lose! Come on, do it! (laughs) Do it! Just because it's what I've always wanted to see. How about worst part? I think it's the same for both of us, probably. Dino birth. Three scenes, yeah. (laughs) Dino birth. Dino birth. Each one is terrible. Each one's progressively worse than the last two. heinous, dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Did you like the characters or actors, at least? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the acting was subpar. Uh, It It didn't give me what I wanted from any of them. No, and I think that's the biggest downfall is character development. If they focused more on... Either backstory or I don't even want to say better acting, actor, actors. more story with the characters, more story, better. I think more the writing. actors did good with what they were given, but they weren't given good material. Yeah, it seemed like it felt like one of those uh, zombie movies where there's always something attacking. They don't really have time to talk. They're just constantly killing on the run. There's yeah. some talking, but it's just. I don't think it was the actors that ruined this movie. It was I don't think the so script. either. I think so the you couldn't were fix fine. it with yeah, better. There's actors. no way to fix it. Only like Nicolas Cage could. <laughs> okay okay moving on <laughs> so could you fix the plot the plot the only thing i can think of is if you went a little bit deeper into tip tree's explanation of why mm, i think she this. tried she to go kinda, in detail yeah, i guess so there's like four scenes of her just going so with the plot out. maybe if they made it deeper than it already was just a basic government cover-up maybe there was something else afoot mm. pun intended I would go the opposite direction. Maybe. I'd say try to simplify Less, it. Yeah. Because it's like, do we need a virus to, to infect chicken eggs and humans and then That's the humans true. give birth? Just and then straight up inject people with dinovirus. Because if it was already contagious, all they would have to do is get infected once. Well, I think say... the reason for the chickens is because people eat them so much, you know, so it's probably easily to get into homes and... That's the only thing. That's what I got from it. I just don't understand why they need... It could have just been the virus, right? I mean... But then it's not a dinosaur movie. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'd say, have you ever seen The Meg? In that movie, they accidentally unleash like an underground cave and ancient water creatures emerge from it. I'd say do the same thing on land and just have them unleash a hidden lost world cave. Something like that. Then you have dinosaurs. 
But you don't have all the convoluted dino birth scenes. So on the flip side, what I was thinking of, since you said it wouldn't be dinosaurs, it wouldn't be as dinosaur related, but um, it could have just been um, dinosaur virus that they explained. That's what killed the dinosaurs. That's what they say. Like, killed the dinosaurs and kill us too. Oh, okay. That could work. I don't know. Super virulent virus. Virulent. Virulent. It's, It's a word? It is a word. It's a word, dude. Okay, who would you say should watch this? Us. Us? <laughs> Who's this for? Anybody who wants to do a podcast on a movie. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have time to pick one, just pick this. It's, I, it's a movie. But Would you recommend it to fans of the Jurassic Park series? I couldn't faithfully recommend the movie <laughs> to Jurassic Park fans, no. But as a dinosaur film. I'd say this is for fans of schlocky C-level horror movies. Yeah. Slasher flicks. Even the reviews um, or people that describe the film say it's B-tier, mm-hmm. but it's definitely more into C-tier. Yeah. It's uh, lowest budget. Yeah. Um. Okay, so are you ready for the post-watch rating? I think so. Our final judgment? I think so. <laughs> All right, so out of five stars... <laughs> You had a two and I had a three. Give it a two, yeah. I'll give it a 1.8 now. <laughs> it's gone down a little. I'll give it a 1.5. I don't I, care. I was going to say 1.5 I too. I don't care. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We can match it. Because it's obviously bad, but it wasn't painful bad. Uh, Fuck it, I'll say two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got some enjoyment out of it. I definitely laughed a lot. It definitely went down. Good. It is a movie. But... It, 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 it. And the credits were reversed. I wasn't bored. I guess that's the biggest thing. I didn't drag. It wasn't like slow, boring, bad. Which is a good point that you said that because some of the reviews we've read did say it was very slow. And that's what I was afraid of. But I told you before we watched it as we were walking into the living room, I said, I don't think it can be that slow because it's an hour and a half. Right. Which is a normal, good paced movie. So unless there's just not that much action, which there was, it's going to be slow. So I think maybe it's based on perception. And I would definitely say of the movies we've watched, I would watch this over some of them again. Me too. If I had to. Which we will find out because we'll have to put it in our ratings. Yeah. Our rating table. And out of 100, you animal. (laughs) I'll give it a... I think I gave it a 35. What was yours? I was just about to say 35. What was yours first, though? I think it was 40. I think it was two, and mine was 35. So you're going to stay at 30? You're going to go down to 35? I'm going to go to 35. Okay. Because it's bad. Yeah. But there's some redemption. There is. <laughs> I'm going to give it a. I got to keep it pretty low because of the dino birth scenes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give it a 96, but out of dino births. Oh, so that's bad. The <laughs> that's reverse. Yeah. yeah, 96 dino births. Damn, dude. That's bad. That's bad. It's reverse scale. All right, so it's time for the actual one that matters, the rankings. So I'll go through real quick uh, the previous ones we've done. So right now, uh, best to worst, number one spot, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, number two, Batman and Robin, 1997. And that's because, if you recall, Arden would not allow it to be ranked lower than The Batman, <laughs> which is our number three, The Batman. Honestly, I could say that. I, I would agree. <laughs> I'd say Batman and Robin would be above Batman. So you can take that out if you want for next time. Mm. If you just want to leave it in for for the truth. <laughs> for the truth. I like the truth. <laughs> number four, Jurassic World Dominion based on nostalgia alone. Yeah. 
Number five, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Soldier Time. All right. Yeah. Number six, Super <laughs> Mario Brothers Part Two, mm-hmm. 2023 film. Number seven, Three X's, Triple X, starring Van Diesel. Number eight, Blood Freak, right in the middle. Number nine, Crawl. Number ten, The Giver. Number eleven, Super Mario Brothers One, 1993, same year. Another dinosaur movie in 1993. There's a lot of dinosaur stuff. I w- we should look off. Uh, podcast and, and just do our research and see if there's others i, I wonder if it's just jurassic park uh just it would maybe hype hype train yeah like like snowballed they snowballed make... everything oh they made a dinosaur movie well we gotta make one too something in the zeitgeist in 1993 number 12 morbius Ooh. number 13 this is the forbidden section of their list yeah <laughs> it's bad you should have a line you. in between all of those <laughs> yes Number 13 is Donald Darko. Donnie Darko. <laughs> Number 14, Gummo. More like Gummo, am I right? Ba-dum-tsh. Number 15, Old Boy, 2003. Worst. All right, so how do you want to start? You want to start at the bottom, start at the top, start in the middle? Start in the middle. So, we so got only because freak. I said it's Blood Freak tier? Yes. It is. I would say we should say if it's better or worse than Blood Freak because I don't think it's necessarily better than Triple X and everything above. I guess. And I don't know if it's worse than Blood Freak and better than Krull, Giver, Super Mario Bros. 93. It's definitely better than Morbius, in my yeah. opinion. Rather because well. those those four are, like I said, the lowest tier. I guess instead of saying better or worse, it would be easier to say, would we rather watch one or the other again? I Okay. So would you rather watch Carnosaur over Krull? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I had to go off. <coughs> okay. Okay. Uh, hmm. Would you rather watch it over Krull? Think about Krull. There's a lot of things in Krull. There's, um, hmm. what's his name? John Krull. Oh. <laughs> Detective Krull. <laughs> I, There's I might want to watch Carnosaur over Crow. Over Crow? I mean, it is fast. It's a quick movie. Crow is, is, is uh, kind of a slow burn, too, because there's a lot going on in kind of a slog. story. And, yeah. Um, the whiny main character. Would you <laughs> Would you rather... John Crow? Yeah. Would you rather watch it over Blood Freak? It's Blood definitely Freak. faster pace. It is. What do you think? I feel like just for me, just because of my imagination alone, thinking it was going to go one way and it went another way, I would rather watch Blood Freak. So Blood Freak ranked higher? For me. Okay. If you agree, we can solidify. We can do that. All right. All right, folks. Number nine is going to be Carnosaur. Right between Blood Freak and Crawl. Yeah, baby. Okay, time for trivia and goofs. Oh gosh. Uh-huh. Max. <laughs> so we're going to start with goofs. And it's going to be from IMDb unless otherwise stated. So the first goof here we got is when Dr. Tiptree takes Susan's temperature. The readout climbs over 100 degrees, passes 109 degrees. Right. It reads 100 when it should read 110. So I guess Tiptree's not a medical doctor. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it said 110 on the, the meter. So what was it? I don't understand. Wait, it it's wrong? Yeah, I think so. Because the she didn't say a number, and when you're watching it, I just remember watching the number climb, and it did say 110. Mm, okay. But again, I think that would kill the person no matter what. So. Well, who's the goof? 
Who's the goof here? Gorge. Want to read the next one? Sure. Um, so when the dinosaur is gnawing on the girl's foot, uh, the one earlier that was her hands were tied for some reason to the machine. Yeah. Uh, in the green POV shot, a hand is visible at the far right of the screen for a few frames pulling her leg. That's good. Pulling her leg. Oh. Yeah, that's good. I always like those, even though I didn't catch it. So the captions at the bottom of the screen shown occasionally throughout the movie show infected cells per one million followed yes. by a percentage figure. Uh, this says that a percentage figure is unitless and not per anything. So I did notice that too, and I think they were just trying to say the infe- either whoever they were monitoring or showing on the screen at the time, mm-hmm. it was their infection level. Oh, but okay. they never they just showed it to you unless you read it really quick. I'm pretty good at skimming things fast, but you don't get all the information. You have to skim it. So like I kept I would skim different parts of each paragraph as it would show up. Nonsense techno babble. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason for yeah. They should have explained it or whatever. <laughs> None of it means anything. Yeah. Here's a good piece of trivia. Oh, go for it. Uh Laura Dern's mother is actually Diane Ladd in this movie, who is the psychotic scientist. She mm-hmm. admitted though that she didn't think the script was very good and initially turned it down until her old friend Roger Corman sent her a check. Diane Ladd didn't think the film was good enough. But she got a check sent to her with enough zeros on it. <laughs> Which is probably the whole hundred seven seven hundred fifty thousand <laughs> <Yeah>. budget. <laughs> and uh, apparently the press called it stunt casting because Jurassic Park was going to have her daughter in it. So. Which, good thing she was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For her career. So Dr. Tiptree was originally envisioned as a male actor, and oh. he would have a great deal of strength while being intelligent, yeah. with no one available <laughs> that wanted to do it. Wow. <laughs> Corman rewrote the character as a woman and offered it to his friend Diane Ladd, who had worked with him previously. <clears throat> so it's I just caught something in there that it says rewrote the character. There's nothing that I saw other than the giving... Maybe this is the reason why everybody gave birth. But because if you think about it, Tiptree died by their own device. So in order to rewrite the character, I would think it would have to be a maybe she was man like, giving birth. Maybe she was uh, she had this is just stereotypically speaking, but uh, Tiptree female could have loved Barbies and dresses and X, Y, Z, whereas uh, the male would have loved G.I. Joe's and suits. I didn't see any, a, a need to rewrite. The giving birth is the only thing I know. Yeah, they didn't need to rewrite. They just recast. Yeah. Should we write the whole movie now because it's a female? <laughs> Diane Ladd, the one we're talking about, worked a total of five days on this film. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's the wow, she's in every shot of the movie. Yeah. So I wonder how long the movie actually took then. Five days, I guess. I think it says <laughs> in here. Um, yeah, principal photography lasted only oh, 18 days. Jesus. So less than a month. Movies take years sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> or up to a year. 18 days well that's yeah that's why it turned out how it did mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's quite a bit of info about the original days. the original book being an adaptation so john brosnan was the original author of the book and he first became interested in writing a novel on dinosaurs in 1983 when a film journalist colleague of his returned from hollywood and told him that dinosaur films would be an upcoming fad so he Never wrote heard of this you ever heard of this folks he wrote Carnosaur in 1984, six years before Michael Crichton wrote Jurassic Park. So, uh, Brosnan was disappointed that the predicted boom in dinosaur films 
<laughs> never occurred, and the novel received little attention at the time. Yeah, so he didn't. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're comparing the apples to oranges here. The movie bears little resemblance to the original 1984 novel by pen name of John Brosnan, Harry Adam Knight with a K, and he's an Australian man. The book is set in England, and it's about a reporter investigating a strange series of brutal deaths which seem to be caused by an escaped wild animal of his. So he's got like a little personal zoo. But in reality, it's not a wild animal. It's cloned dinosaurs. So that's right. Not only was it written before Jurassic Park, it's about cloned dinosaurs brought back from extinction by an eccentric lord seeking the rarest of animals for his menagerie. <laughs> we spared no expense. So the book features such carnage caused by many more dinosaurs than the film, such as a wow. Dionychus, Megalosaurus, Tarbosaurus, Pleosaur, Dilophosaurus, Altin, Altispinax, Scoliosaurus, <laughs> yeah. Scolosaurus, Tarbosaurus, uh, Tyrannosaurus, and Brachiosaurus. So basically, they couldn't do that because they only had one type of dinosaur. <laughs> the budget wouldn't allow it. Two. We'll find out. There's only two, apparently. But you can't really tell what any of them are when you're watching Carnosaur. John Brosnan first was approached to write the screenplay in mid-1991 by Roger Corman's wife, Julie Corman, huh. who formalized the deal at Brosnan's drinking club. And it was a contract drawn up on a bar napkin, whatever a drinking club is. I'd imagine just get together and have... Alcoholics. Just, yeah. Have you tried this scotch, Johnny? Oh, I've tried this, this whiskey, scotch Billy. Great. Yeah. How about this gin, partner? I call this one the, the dinosaurus. <laughs> it's green. I don't know. It's actual dino, uh, infection. It's dino drink. sludge. Yeah, dino sludge. Cracks a chicken egg. Yeah. As the film was meant to compete with Jurassic Park, same year, 1993. Brosnan later wrote that he was taken aback when it was revealed that the film's budget would only have been around $1 million. Only $1 million. Although concerned that the restrictive budget would require a reduction in the amount of hey, dinosaurs used, Corman assured him that he was free to write whatever he wanted, and any modifications would make it into the final draft. Jeez. But once Brosnan sent his first draft to Hollywood, they cut off all contact with him. And his screenplay had, in fact, been heavily revised to the point where his credit had been reduced only to original story. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Roger Corman acquired the rights to the novel in 1991, and the project entered production two years later to capitalize on an extensive marketing campaign used to promote Jurassic Park. Hmm. You've heard of Jurassic Park. Well, how about Carnosaur? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all the trailers. <laughs> It just shows chickens slaughtering and then people getting slaughtered. And <laughs> green goop eggs coming out of people and then it ends. And women giving birth three times. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just Park doesn't have this. <laughs> doesn't want this. <laughs> All right. So next up, this is from HorrorSociety.com. Actress Jennifer Runyon, who plays Anne Thrush, the love interest in Carnosaur, married basketball coach Todd Corman, hmm. becoming the niece-in-law of... Cult producer Roger Corman. Uh-huh. Yeah, the guy who produced Carnosaur. Okay. 22 years after Jennifer Runyon retired from movies, her last movie being Carnosaur, 
she I always was... find that funny. <laughs> People's last movie is the worst movie. Yeah. <laughs> after Poor this... first and last movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, after Connor Thor, she's like, maybe movies aren't for me. Maybe I don't want to do this. <laughs> but 22 years after that, she did return as Carol Brickman in Silent Night, Bloody Night 2, The Revival in 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder if that's any good or not. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So the main dinosaur in this in Carnosaur is the Dionychus, uh, which is fictionalized as Velociraptor in Jurassic Park, 1993. Mm-hmm. The pack hunting behavior and being found in Montana are both more accurate to Dionychus than Velociraptor. Uh, the other dinosaur to appear was a Tyrannosaurus rex. That I did not know because I thought all the dinosaurs were the same. I didn't even realize they're different. They right. have the same skin pattern, coloring. I thought they cared so little that it was basically a mix of T-Rex and Velociraptor and whatever else. Yeah. Oh, I thought okay, it was just okay. a generic monster dinosaur. But apparently, no, they actually based them off real ones. That does make sense. So when the sheriff is out, come on, Jimmy, you got nothing to lose. That was the Dionychus because when it yeah, reared its uh, claw back, that would have that would be more similar to Velociraptor. It had T-Rex a, the third toes knife. And I don't remember the arms in that scene of the dinosaur, but at the very end with the forklift, that definitely had little funny baby yeah. arms, which was a T-Rex. The forklift one at the end is definitely meant to be more T-Rex. Yeah. Um, okay. Because Roger Corman felt that stop motion techniques and optical effects would interfere with filming, John Carl Bweckler agreed with him that all creatures would be real time models. So I guess they didn't uh, use stop motion. Real time models. Although it looked like they did. Well, it's because people are moving it. Yeah. So it's still like scaled down, I'm sure. It, it just doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> the Tyrannosaurus Rex effects were achieved by means of a miniature remote controlled puppet. Oh, wow. A man in a suit and a full-size 16-foot-tall robot. Oh, wow. What? I know. Well, that's where the budget that was. Budget. Never mind. 16-foot-tall yeah. robot. That's wow. Jesus. In constructing the dinosaurs, Corman hired Mike Jones. What? Back then, they didn't want me. Now, they all Oh, not really Mike Jones. <laughs> to construct the Dionychus and Jeff Farley to sculpt the Tyrannosaurus Rex. A that's system that. of hinges and cables was used to operate the creature hmm. with radio-controlled eyes. Okay. Yeah, size were radio operated. <laughs> However, only a handful of shots involved the full-size robot, mm. which had too narrow a range of movement to be convincing. The man in the suit proved equally cumbersome and was scrapped altogether. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird because I thought there was some shots with I, it. I would think that would Just... actually be more realistic than a lot of what we did see, but apparently not. Yeah, because the, pup- the puppet you could definitely tell was a puppet. Yeah. It's very... Uh, well, it's cropped. It's only a yeah, third of it. Cropped. it. It's like two motions. The mouth moves up and down. That's it. Yeah. Thus, most effect shots were accomplished with the remote-controlled miniature and even some hand puppets. Um, with seven weeks of pre-production spent sculpting the puppet, the uh, FX team was left with three weeks to construct a life-size T-Rex model. It reminds me of like back when we would do float building in high school. Oh, like yeah. They had a, a week. Well, this is three weeks, but to build an entire the whole movie thing. monster, movie <laughs> T-Rex. Um, the design of the creature, though, was reminiscent of classic B-movie T-Rex of the 1950s. The final creature was 16 feet tall and weighed 450 pounds. Yeah, it's definitely more old-fashioned style T-Rex. Yeah. The Tyrannosaurus animatronic was reused and reworked into the Velociraptor animatronic for the second and third films without Mm. changes. Yep, of course. And by the last film was degraded from its constant use. Oh, shit. Oh, like the skin's falling off the, yeah. the body. Yeah. 
And it was also funny. used in another movie, unrelated, called Dinosaur Island in 1994. It has dust on it. Spider webs. <laughs> it's just metal it robot creaks. parts. <laughs> you can hear the creaking. Like, they can't get the... You can't, they need more WD-40. Yeah. yeah. It's roaring, see? <laughs> While panned right. on release, the film has since gained a cult following as a mockbuster. Carnosaur has spawned a film series with two sequels, Carnosaur 2, 1995, and Carnosaur 3, Primal Species, 1996. The series also includes two official spin-offs, Raptor in 2001 and The Eden Formula, also called Tyrannosaurus Rex. (laughs) W-R-E-C-K-S. Come on. In 2006. Both Raptor and The Eden Formula Reused dinosaur footage from the Carnosaur series. Wait, stop, stop. <laughs> you heard that correct. They reuse footage yes. from the other movies. So you're watching another movie from another movie. It's a recycled film. It's recycled garbage. <laughs> <laughs> when it's supposed to be garbage, left is garbage, but they try to recycle it. That's what this is. Um, So I'll do a quick plot summary of Raptor and the Eden Formula. Tell me if they sound familiar. Okay. When a series of unexplained vicious animal attacks strikes his community... Sheriff Jim Tanner and his assistant Barbara trace them back to Dr. Hyde, a former military researcher whose government funding for a dinosaur cloning project was cut. When the Mm. Pentagon discovers that Hyde obtained foreign backing to continue his experiments, they send in a strike team to save Tanner and Barbara and stop Hyde. Wow, so exactly carnosaur. (laughs) Pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. Then the Eden Formulas plot, a scientist working at Kalgoran Industries develops the Eden Formula, a chemical that can reproduce organisms and cure various diseases. However, unknown to Parker, deep underground, the general area of his industrial district, other Kalgoran Industries scientists have created a Tyrannosaurus Rex (laughs) from Parker's formula. All right. And keep it locked away in a subterranean location in order to impress stockholders. Industrial espionage spies, led by James Radcliffe, played by Tony Todd, Accidentally set loose the bloodthirsty dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus, which breaks out of the lab and rampages into the streets of Los Angeles. Loosely uh, part of the plot of Jurassic World 2. They locked them up for investors. And Correct. They... I actually always wanted to see more of the that dinosaurs in L.A. Dino ring. Oh, yeah. like when it... No, no. So when I'm talking about Jurassic World, when they're in the basement. Jurassic Con... World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. So that's uh, similar to Lost World Jurassic Park and also. You're right. Yeah. They just. Fallen Kingdom. So many missed opportunities. And also a T-Rex in a subterranean facility is Carnosaur as well. Yeah. So they kind of take ideas from each other. <laughs> <laughs> and this definitely, 2006. So that's probably after the Lost World Jurassic Park and stuff. Lost World came out in 97. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I feel like, I don't want to say it's recent because as of now, that's 17 years ago. But in the grand scheme of things, that was a good bit after. I feel like after the 2000s, movies kind of just changed. You know, more CG, obviously. You had The Mummy, Scorpion King, all that stuff. Scorpion King was 2002. So actually, it's four years after that. That was just a movie I remember growing up that had CG in it. A lot of it, you know. Too much of it. Yeah, the scarabs and all that stuff. There's one shot that holds the crown for the worst visual effect shot of all time. The Rock from The Mummy Returns. Whew. Subscribe to Corridor Crew. The scene where an infant-sized raptor kills two people in the Jeep and Carnosaur was used as the opening in Raptor, for example. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, in the penultimate fight scene, mm-hmm. with Doc Smith fighting the creature in a shiploader, so I guess that's what the first book actually loader. is. okay. The production used both the puppet and life-size model. Oh. Bweckler, I guess he's the FX guy. Bweckler later commented, the scene was nearly shot for shot modeled on the finale of Aliens. 
Mm. You know, the, the power loader. Yeah, okay. Some shots were accomplished with the puppet being filmed in a miniature set, which featured scale models of Doc Smith and the shiploader. Beckler and his crew designed the scaled T-Rex in order to use forced perspective techniques, but only a few forced perspective shots were actually included in the film. Right, and that's why I think a lot of it just looked out of place. Yeah. It was very random shots, so cinematography. He tried. He tried to make it organized, but it didn't work out. Okay, so that's goofs and trivia. Goofs and triv. Triv and goofs. List time? I think it's time for a list. Okay. So, we got two lists real quick. Top five dinosaur movies and games. Okay. Yeah, because we like dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs, too. Brandon loves dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Freaking love dinosaurs, man. Dinosaurs are my favorite animal. <laughs> dinosaurs are my favorite dinosaurs. So, list time. Best dinosaur movies. Top five, at least. Uh, number one Brrr. through five. Number one, Jurassic Park one. Duh. <laughs> Duh. 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 Jurassic Park two, Lost World, number two. Jurassic Park. Dominion, number three. <laughs> Jurassic, Jurassic World, Dominion, number three. Jurassic World one. Number four. four. Number five, Jurassic Park three. And some honorable mentions. Oh, I didn't know you put this on there. Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell and uh, other actors I can't think of. Uh, Danny McBride. That's the other guy. Yes. Uh, 2009, Land Before Time, um, 1988. Animated kid movie? Land Before Time? Yep, that's that one. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. Never heard of that one. 94. Theodore X, 95. Theodore X? Stars Whoopi Goldberg, apparently. Oh, my God. I think I know what that is. I, yeah. Wow. That was probably one of the ones I saw on VHS, too. I do not know if I've seen it. I think it's one of those that it's comical. Like the... It's bad. The picture of the... I'm sure it's bad. Yeah. Um, Looks like it could be an EV someday. Probably good. Jumping into the next one would be uh, The Flintstones, 94. Yes. Which is pretty good. It's got Rick Moranis and um, a tall guy, Roseanne. Roseanne. <laughs> John Goodman. John Goodman. Uh, yes. We're back. A dinosaur story, animated, also ninety-three. Dinosaur Mania. Dinosaur Mania movie, and of course, Super Mario Bros. nineteen ninety-three, which has dinosaurs in it. Yeah. 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 And is dinosaur themed because that's the whole thing of yeah. Koopa. He's like, we're a subterranean species. They live up there. They live there, damn mammal humans. Idiots. We down here with all the dino blood fuel. Sucks down here. But yeah. There's also a list of dinosaur games that we have. Uh, top five. Number uh, num zero. Number zero. Jurassic Park Trespasser, 98. Never heard that. It's a it? game boy? fascinating game. Virtual Boy? No, PC. Oh, shoot. And it's actually super technologically advanced for its time. Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay. It's around the time Jurassic World came out. It had, like, physics-based movement. As in the character you play as has fully physics hitboxes and everything, physics puzzles, body. You control the character's hands awkwardly, independently with physics face in a mouse. It's awesome. I was about to say, I don't even know how to how I can fathom that without VR. We should look at videos later. It would be way better as a VR experience. But I actually played a demo back in the day. It's barely held together with duct tape. Oh, it's okay. super glitchy. Like developer edition. <laughs> Finish your own game. It's version. totally unfinished, but it was released. Like you have to code it to make it work. In Basically. General. Yeah. Like even the dinosaurs are physics based. Oh wow. So like you'll see a raptor, but it'll be like it's almost unfunctional because it walks around with physics mm. and then it gets like 
caught on geometry <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, falls and stuff but yeah even like swinging weapons and stuff <clears throat> is physics based so your character is awkwardly like <sighs> and so a uh, game that i recently downloaded was uh exanima mm-hmm. and i haven't showed yeah. it to you yet i showed you clips but that's basically what i'm thinking similar like very, very similar. i don't want to say crude because it's done well but at the same time physics based it's stuff, awkward random things can happen yeah yeah so because the laws of physics don't translate exactly how yeah. it should in a game form right but jumping into number one yes. of the list dino crisis 2 it's better than number one but i haven't played it and i have not either maybe a little bit growing up people say it's better in number two dino crisis one remake it capcom do it do it with resident this, evil yeah do it remastered we need it yeah i'd play it I play it. Number three, Jurassic, Jurassic World, World Arcade Light Gun, Gun Game. Brontosaurus poops on you, right? Yeah. That's one of the missions. You have to shoot the brontosaurus's butthole to, to make, make it, it stop, it stop. Pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being amazing. The craziest part with that one, I remember when we would play it, uh, the poop, it would crack your windshield. So it literally <laughs> kill you with dinosaur poop. Just self-defense shooting it. Yeah. You have no choice. Yeah. Uh, number four on our list is Super Mario. Sorry, Super Mario. Super, Super Mario. Nintendo Jurassic Park. Super Mario Jurassic Park. I guess you could tie it with Super Mario World. Oh, yeah. It's a dinosaur yeah, game. Why not? Yeah. And a tie for number five, Jurassic Park Lost World for PlayStation 1, with cheats, of course, because that game was hella hard. It's impossible without them. It is. And then Sega Genesis Jurassic Park Rampage Edition. Yeah, that so one was fun. Also super hard, but Play fun. as the Raptor and... Alan Grant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honorable mentions include Primal Rage, which is a dinosaur uh, slash monster fighting game, monster fighting game. You can eat fighting. the you can eat the people, your tribe's people, yeah. for health. I think uh, Warpath, Jurassic Park for Jurassic Park for Jurassic PlayStation Park One, one. <laughs> <laughs> for PlayStation One, Jurassic Park Operation Genesis and Evolution. They're both strategy, right? Genesis is that the one that um, was canon with the story? I don't know. The, oh well, there's one game. I think it's Genesis where. It's a button press game, kind of like Telltale. Oh, no, I didn't mention that one, but yeah, that's, that's an honorable mention. I haven't played it. It's but... Jurassic Park, the game, I think. Yeah, it's just like a right. Telltale. My understanding, it has actual canon uh, story, which ties yeah. in after uh, Nedry drops the Barbasol can. I think apparently Nedry didn't die. Or people stuff. find it, and yeah, it's actual story. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution. Ark Survival Evolved. Oh, yeah. Which is not strictly about dinosaurs. No, and Turok but... series. Which doesn't have enough dinosaurs. Correct. Yeah, it's just more aliens and cyber dinos. Cyber dinos. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these are honorable mentions because they feature dinosaurs but aren't explicitly dinosaur based. Exactly. Yes. But Dino Crisis, that, would, that would be really good. All right. All right. Well, now that we've gone through our list time trivia, trivia, pre watch, post watch, ratings, all that business. Yeah. We have another segment called Who Would Win? Who would win? So this is a Battle Royale segment featuring characters or actors from current episodes versus ones from previous episodes. The battle arena is either a standard boxing ring or a themed ring for the episode uh, or area. Contestants are equipped with their iconic loadouts, i.e. if we watch Robocop, he would have his, you know, pistol, hobo with a shotgun, probably a shotgun, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, The win condition, though, is incapacitation, death, or a ring out. As in wrestling, uh, surviving past contestants can make a surprise at reappearance so in this episode i would say this episode's opponent so the can't protagonist be, would have yeah, been doc say him smith for sure. 
But he got beyond annihilated. He got, yeah, what he didn't deserve. No, he didn't, because he saved people. <laughs> yeah. He saved the world. And previous episode was the Giver. I believe he was the last winner, so... Yeah, yeah I haven't... I haven't personally heard that because we're in an editing spree right now. I guess it would have to be the Giver versus a Carnosaur. Oh, I was going to say the government or, or the Yeah, I was going to say Hazmat government agents. I'll, I'll go for that. Maybe go with both. Gang. Maybe go with both. Okay, maybe one loose yeah, let's say random a, Carnosaur. There's a just, surviving Carnosaur. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then several men with Hazmat M16s. Men. Okay. Yeah. Versus the Giver? Versus the Giver. Oh, shoot. And does it take place in a, a wrestling ring? Or... No. Okay. Probably Nevada world. That way it's open and deserty and Yeah, it takes place in that town and the empty, foggy Silent Hill Street. That way yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that way it, whatever does happen doesn't hit the public guy. Yeah. You know, nobody knows about it, just a battle. Royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is a cover up. Oh. So they're trying to cover up Carnosaur and the Giver. That's what the government agents are oh, trying to man. do. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. So yeah. they learned of the Giver suit. They're like, man, we could we could kill two burns with one stone here. We can end it. We can get the tech and we can get the dino DNA. Yeah. Doesn't Giver have a romantic interest? He does. That's his whole thing, I think. Oh, yeah. One of his things. So oh, they, the they government agents have kidnapped kidnap her. Yeah. Yes. Kidnapped the girl, infected her with the carnivirus, lured so, him in. They have the serum with them. He has to get to it and get the girl. Okay. But little do they know there's one random carnosaur out there, too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that sets the scene. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the foggy street. They're yelling out on a megaphone. Come here. Kill me. Kill me. Come here. Trying to lure whoever out. Guyver, yeah. Guyver's saying that? Or? Yeah, his are saying been? that okay. to lure out Guyver because they have his girlfriend and the serum. Okay. We have your girlfriend, come here, come kill us. Giver, come kill us. So Giver is on the rooftops. Yeah, just he's, watching them. He's in kid mode, average person mode. Okay. And he's like, oh no, I need to, I need that. I need. I need to, <laughs> I, I need it. I need my love interest. Is he drunk? <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I haven't heard the last battle yet. So maybe he's incapacitated. He's, he's, he just fought. So, I mean, he's probably a little out of power. Okay. So this is another day. He's fine. Okay, but he's all rested up. He okay. stands up and he's like, I'm here. He's like, I'm here, guys. Give me my girlfriend. He puts his hands on his hips. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so they shoot him and he falls off. <laughs> Without even blinking. Yeah. They immediately just double tap him. They double chest. tap him. He, he stands up somehow. He, I was going to say he falls really heavily into a car. Yeah. <laughs> onto a car. Breaks the car. <laughs> yeah. Then they shoot him some more in the back and then they flamethrower him. <laughs> it blows the car up too. Yep. He's in a fiery metal mess. But then, as he's on fire in a mess, then all of a sudden, they're on the radio, distracted. They're like, we got him. Yes, sir. We bagged this bug boy. We're going to have a big bash <laughs> when you get back for the birthday for this bug boy. The, he looks at another hazmat guy. He just nods his head with approval. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden. Oh, man, you hear yeah. So Carnosaur appears. Yeah. Full grown. Biggest you've ever seen. Yeah. Biggest one. It's he eats all the bodies of the old people. Right. Old. It's been left alone too long, so it just keeps growing. Yeah, Remember they, they grow thought fast. They, were, they grow faster and they thought they wiped them all out. So yeah. this is like King Daddy Carnosaur. King here. Daddy Carnosaur comes up. Yeah. And he goes, Argh. 
He's trying to talk to them. <laughs> but then they shoot at it, obviously. Oh, yeah, without, yeah. <laughs> Flamethrower. <laughs> Rocket launchers. Whatever. Uh, those missile trucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just blowing through these guys, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Just I imagine, like, it's uh, it's like a kaiju at that point. It is. It's, it's, it's basically, yeah, it's basically It's like hitting kaiju. it, but it's chip damage. So all this time, Guyver's been healing, because remember, his suit will re-wrap around him, and it'll true, heal true. him. So he's got healing factor. Okay. But it has somehow uh, grabbed the car metal and everything into oh, its own suit. Oh, Kaiju so, Guyver? So he's, yeah, dude. He's like Kaiju, Kaiju uh, Mick Guyver. Yeah. Mick Guyver, get it? <laughs> Mech yeah, no, Kaiju <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> okay, nice. So, right. Kaiju MacGyver versus Carnosaur versus Hazmatman now. Yes, whoever's left. He's really big. Maybe he's as big as the Kaiju Carnosaur. King Ga- King Carney? Yeah, King Carney. <laughs> King Carno. All right. So, King Carno and MacGyver. They, they lock shoulders, you know, like they're wrestling. Oh, yeah. They're... Like the classic Kaiju battles. Yes. Oh, okay. So Carno, King Carno, puts him in a uh, uh, puts him in a choke slam. Grabs his neck. He choke slams him into like some more cars. Yeah. Goes <laughs> just throwing them. There's explosions everywhere. It's like ah, ouch. The whole time, uh, Hazmat men are trying to reload all their gear because they've put everything into King Carnosaur, even though they didn't. Kill right. Him. They call for backup. Yeah. Call yeah. for backup. Maybe the helicopters approaching at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some uh, Comanche secret black ops helicopters. Yeah. Well, maybe not approaching, but on the way. Yeah. Yep. So meanwhile, Guyver's gotten up. Carno is too busy roaring, so Guyver has a chance to get up. Yeah. And then he puts him in um tombstone pile driver. Okay. The current yeah, Guyver like disables him smile and he punches it in the stomach or something. He does a headache oh. slap. Okay, yeah, headache and slap. Then, that works good. Yeah, stomach punch. Then he puts him in the tombstone pile driver. Headache stomach punch. Just <laughs> headache punch <laughs> his ribs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Carno Carno throws up some green slime. <laughs> <laughs> the tombstone pile drives them into the pavement. There's a giant crack <laughs> in the pavement from it. Girlfriend is in one of the Scott cars, and it's like, Get him, MacGyver! <laughs> She's starting to I need to see get him. sick. Yeah. He's like, Oh, yeah. Gotta finish this quick. So, Kaiju MacGyver, he all of a sudden is charging up some particle beam that he's. The suit has self constructed itself. Yes. Uh, from all the car parts and electronics. Okay, he's got a Uni so he's beam. He's charging yeah. up a Uni beam. Um, maybe it's in his hands or like his chest. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. His forehead thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, his forehead ball. <laughs> his forehead orb. But um, then all of a sudden, the helicopters arrive and launch missiles at him. Okay. Because they want to keep the Carno alive. So, so they launch missiles at him. That stops his Uni Beam because he can't st- stand there with nothing happening in charge. Yeah. So he has to stop the charging. He's dodging it, dodging the missiles. <laughs> One of the missiles uh, accidentally just direct hit the King Carney right in the head. Oh. <laughs> And his head explodes. Oh, man. <laughs> they, yeah, they failed their mission. They failed their mission. Well, they mission. shoot so many rockets, they don't know what they're sh- hitting at that point. Yeah, they fuck up. They've maybe. taken out maybe a small wave of the hazmat men. Yeah, yeah. On accident, too. All the, all the ground-based hazmat men. Well, that's they, all of them. They've destroyed they wiped all of them out. They wiped them all out. The government Apaches just killed all of their own men. Yeah. <laughs> and right. their target. And they're, Okay, cool. So yeah. now we have... <laughs> We have a it's few Comanches a bloody, versus Met Guyver. smoky, charred 
body mess, uh, cold bones everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kaiju Carney is dead. Yeah. So now we have Kaiju MacGyver. And he unite beams the <clears throat> remaining Comanches. Oh, yeah. At that point, they're smoking everything. But as the smoke clears, you just see a light. And they're like, what's that? And all of a sudden, the beam pierces through the smoke yes. at the Comanches and takes two or three of them out. I don't know how many we got. But it takes them all out because he's just like... Yeah, it's, it's like an eraser at that yeah. point. He just erases them. So they're all the all the goons are dead, and then he shrinks back down to regular Giver size, regular man, which is actually for some reason Ant Man size at this point, because his suit's not right. Yeah. So now he's the size of a Ant Man person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is the girl dead? No, no. Okay. So I was she's going somehow... to say that she's taken hostage, but now oh. he's Ant Man size. So now we have another conundrum on our hands. <laughs> so he eats he eats the body of the carnosaur. Ah, ah. And the alien technology somehow knows to use that. As regeneration and growth. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it Immediately, he's back to normal size. So the guy taking, okay. well, not immediately. The guy who's okay. taking hostage of the girl, he's like, all right, I'm the last one. I, I got a, you bitch. He's being misogynist. <laughs> just really slowly hitting her in the head with his, yeah. with his gun. Yeah. I'm gonna Oh oh we need I'm gonna use you as the incubator for more carnosaurs. Oh no. I'll salvage this. Oh god. Yeah, he's a real prick. Well he's a he's a He's the CEO man from Carnosaur. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he not necessarily snuck in, but he can't. He went with the hazmat men to try to uh, lock everything down. Yeah, maybe they made him do it because he was well, part of. Well, the he whole was thing. Uh, he was off site guiding them, but now he has to take matters into his own hands. Uh huh. As Doc Holiday Smith said, what's his name? Doc Smith. Doc Smith. Yeah. Said. Yeah, yeah. He learned a th a thing or two from him, but, but all of a sudden he feels some discomfort in his anus. You know, something crawling up his leg. And then something in the sphincter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the bio like, what, suit. What's in fucking side me? What's in fucking side what's me? In fucking... <laughs> and he just explodes as spaghetti sauce all over the place and hamburger. Girlfriend is in shock and she says, oh, my hero. If you didn't know what happened, Kaiju Ant-Man MacGyver crawled into his sphincter. sphincter? Yeah. And then became large, and the other body couldn't contain him, so he blew him up. And he says jejunum, more like jujitsu Giver. <laughs> He's and then the girls, oh my hero, you saved me. He's covered Yay! in blood and poop, blood and poop, dino gak, dino gak, green slime. Yeah, but then he he goes in to kiss her, and she turns her head away. <laughs> she turns her head away. I want you to see me like this. And he's like, <laughs> what do you mean? And she turns back and she's like half carnosaur at that point. She's turning into one. Oh, so they he dosed grabs... her wrong. They didn't dose her right to, to, <laughs> to give birth. They dosed her to They gave her, her too one. much fever virus. Yeah. Maybe so, they figured instead of making her the carrier, she would be the, the queen carnosaur. <laughs> oh. So half her body starts fighting Giver. So he's all screwed up too. So only half of him is Giver. Oh, man, okay. So half of his body and half of her body are trying to fight the other, and the other half is trying to kiss the other. 
So after like five minutes of that, <laughs> I figured the Giver suit uh, learns its attacks because I figured it's like somehow AI based. It learns. Yeah, it's hyper intelligent. So it somehow knows how to do it, but it grabs uh, the girlfriend Carnosaur. Mm-hmm. And it starts to absorb her uh, DNA, her genetic makeup. Oh, no. It absorbs it to take the Carnosaur virus out. And then he quickly grabs the serum vial. He's mm-hmm. like, I got to take matters in my own hands. And he drinks it. He dr- he drinks it. He puts it in his mouth and he s- swishes, swishes it around. It. Yeah, and then yeah. the alien nanomachines mix into it, too. Mm-hmm. And so then he, he kisses her. It's a beautiful moment. Half of them kiss each other. They share in this lovely romantic moment. And using the alien nanomachine Carnosaur fever serum, it's, it splits ha- the Carnosaur and Giver half of their bodies apart from their human bodies. Into their own? Yes. Oh. So now there is a separate some free Carnosaur mutant thing. And- yeah, merging into. And then there's a separate man and woman who are just a man and a woman. Oh, wow. Where do we go from here? <laughs> uh. Oh, I guess there's a bunch of dead bodies with M16s and a flamethrower. Oh, true. <laughs> so who's fighting who, though? Well, the Giver boy and uh, well, didn't Giver you say, girl. Did you say that the Giver is mixing into the Carnosaur? They're blending into So my one? thought, how I wanted it to go, <laughs> oh. which could have ended it, would be the uh, the Giver suit. But you added something to it. But the Giver suit, uh, you know, it sucks it's... the Carnosaur juices out, mm-hmm. makes it its own, knows that it's going to die or whatever. And that's when Giver drinks the serum, cures himself of Dinovirus. Mm. Lady Giver is cured of Carnivirus because it's been sucked over. And Giver's healed at that point, and she's healed at that point. Oh. Giver wins. Well, we're kind of there. I guess I guess they just... They kill the, they kill the other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they take M16 and blast it, the Thing video game, you know, where you have to shoot them a bunch and then you flamethrower it. Okay. Does it die? That's just what happens. <laughs> That's just what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so Giver and Girl Giver then team up and grab flamethrowers and they're back to back to each other and just mowing down the other two. Yeah. <laughs> And flamethrower. That's it. And then they turn around, and it's that one song. My heart will go on. It's my heart will go on by Celine Dion from the Titanic soundtrack. And this movie's playing while they're smooching. This music. And it's super epic, and then the credits roll, but they're backwards, like the movie Carnosaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they roll up and set it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. That's it, man. They I win. Guess... Giver and Girl Giver win, so I guess Girl Giver is the next contestant. In... Well, or do they just retire at this point? They can retire easily because there's no threats. Okay. So, but they won. They won. They won the cash prize of $10,000. Cue the drum roll. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. And a new car. They win a new car, yeah, because they they didn't realize this was all being filmed by Oprah. game show. Yeah. Yeah. It's Oprah's uh, Price is Right. They Mm -hmm. give her a car, and they're like, you were here the whole time? You know about the secret government conspiracy? And you know that I was the Giver? And you knew about the Carnosaur? This whole thing? And Oprah says, you got a new car! 
more, ten thousand dollars. She doesn't. She doesn't answer. You can slowly see his face change because he realizes how good it is. It's a really good deal. Oh. oh my goodness! I'm a winner. Then they drive off into the sunset. Yeah. And then, the end. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. All right. Next segment. All right. Now that we've that out of the way. Devil's Advocate. So, in this segment, one of us must defend the protagonist's position, the other must defend the antagonist's position in a court of law. <laughs> so, whether or not we agree or disagree with their ideas or methods, we have to defend one of them. So, let's say it's the People versus Evil Dinosaur Biotechnology Corporation, working secretly with the government. So, this is easy. <laughs> but who's going to defend the bad guy? I'll do it this time. You do it. I feel like I've defended the past several <laughs> yeah. times, and I think Arden did too. So I'm, I'm bad. I'm team. I'm team evil corporation. So you are the, the people. people. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right, gavel. Well, obviously I'm. I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want dinosaurs killing all the people. You're the prosecution. Dino virus murdering everyone. So let's say opening statements. I don't know exactly how courts work. I just said what I, that's my opening statement. Oh, what was it? I don't want this to happen. This isn't good for the people. They're dying. Okay, I say, I say, um, the United States is in a precarious position. We are currently a world leader, but we need to maintain this position to defend democracy and our NATO allies. And we need every edge that we can take. Now, I realize that the Geneva Convention says that bio-warfare is against it, but in our defense, we weren't intending for biowarfare. We were simply researching how our enemies may use it. Yada, 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 bullshit. <laughs> Actually says that. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me, your honor? <laughs> you feel me, Holmes? Give me a dap. Judge doesn't Judge want to. Him. Oh, he, oh does. he doesn't, but he does. He doesn't want to, but he does because he doesn't want to be rude either. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm the judge right now. All right. Uh. Prosecution, what is your statement? Statement is, this is bad. Government, not good. People dying. And I have evidence that... You may present your evidence. That... <laughs> Prosecution, do you have any evidence to present? I risk my case. <laughs> The, the people are crying. <laughs> Why? No. What are you no, doing? Please. You planned all of this. You're flying right into their hands. Blinded by government. Order, order, order in the court. Recess. The judge pulls the prosecution up close. It's like, you got this. You have this case in the bag. I want you to win. You just have to do this better. <laughs> you have to present evidence. He gives him a piece of paper with what to say. <laughs> yeah, a piece of paper. Just say this. I promise. Say this. Say this. Okay. I have to say. Don't make me make you lose. Don't. There's Come on. nothing on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot to give him the good paper. Oh, <laughs> he gives a piece of paper and gives the paper with nothing on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The case starts back again. The judge sees the paper All on right. the ground. Oh, okay. He's like, oh shit. He point. He's pointing at it. He's like, "Prosecution, I uh, b believe you uh, dropped uh, something out of your pocket when you were talking to me just a minute ago." Defense says, uh, "Objection, Your Honor. Clearly, there's collusion here between the judge and the prosecution. 
this is an unfair trial, unfair trial, unfair trial. Uh, I, I motion to dismiss this case as um, it's a conflict of interest, Your Honor, with you in the prosecution. This isn't fair. The people say, objection. We must continue because people are dying. Remember, Your Honor, this is bad biowarfare news today. The judge is like, he's right, he's right. They're they're right, they're right. I'm the judge here. Prosecution. Repeat after me. I Okay. I. I. The people. The people. Am innocent. Am innocent. They. They. The Evil Dinosaur Corporation. The Evil Dinosaur Corporation. Are guilty. Are guilty. Because of... The footage. Because of the footage. Of evil dinosaurs that the judge will present later at a later date. Evil dinosaurs, there's footage. The judge is going to present it. Close enough. And um, I cannot show it right now in court because it has been ruled by mm, secret dark web government people. Yeah, what he said. (laughs) That. 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 It's evidence enough. It's evidence enough. I promise. And evil corporation is... Obviously, an evil dinosaur corporation. And dinosaur corporation is evil, and that's all you need. That's it. So help me, Yara. Help me, Yara. I plead my fifth case. Innocent. Uh, you're guilty, bad guys. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> they instantly get uh, one of those trap door things <laughs> straight into the underworld. Yeah, trap door <laughs> drops them into hell into Hades. <laughs> they dug a five mile tunnel underneath the ground and then they shoot into it and then they launch molotovs into it and then white phosphorus grenades <laughs> they pour uh uh searing gas and uh, napalm down there just to finish it and then they have to escape because it's going to start smoking up to them yeah and they're going to smell the fumes yeah so they escape the courthouse just in time for a broken arrow strike on the courthouse itself to finish them off even more yeah and the judge high fives the people because at the end of the day, the government has to have order. So if the people are safe, they were willing to get rid of their own kind. Yeah. Because they still have dinosaur research facilities anyways. Justice is blind. Uh, the justice... Justice is, justice is blindly served. What? How much more order can you have? How much more level a playing field can it be when the playing field has been leveled? That's right. The end. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's the end, but remember, you were supposed to defend them, and you turned into the judge that <laughs> oh, yeah. didn't defend them. That's <laughs> yeah, so hard to be the bad guy. That's okay. I know, that's why I'm glad I wasn't this time. <laughs> Much easier. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't let them win. They were going to win. You were going to let them win. But in your defense, the what's there to say, Your Honor? Look at them. Who are you? Who- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Are you the government? Or- uh- are you the people? <laughs> Who are you being? I guess I'm the people Who from the prosecution now. Oh, okay. Good Case gracious. closed. Case Everything's closed. leveled. Courthouse is re- leveled. Men in black agents came down. Neuralized. Neuralized everybody. Yeah. It's, it's just a giant cleanup crew at that point. <laughs> As met people come in, shoot everybody. Yeah, double tap them all, flamethrow them. Yeah. They just nuked the city. <laughs> to say it was from another country. But they're not claiming terrorist activities because it's an accidental nuke launch. I accidentally nuked them. Accident. Who so can you blame? You can't blame them. Yeah. So they go on to the news and say, "You can't blame them." <laughs> the news it's an accident. The news nod. It's nod. Can't blame them. You heard it here first, folks. And then it goes back to some uh, sitcom show people were watching at home. Boom, ba doom, boom, 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 boom. Just eating their pizza hut. Boy. Okay.
TV's boring. So that was Devil's Advocate. Dun dun. If viewers have any um, segments that you would like to hear or replace or switch, let us know. Yeah. We're just spitballing here. We just do what we find fun. Yeah, we just do. We just do. But with that, all of our segments have been completed. Let's go into the wrapping up slash palate cleanser time. Anything else you want to hate? Anything that annoys you? Hate hour. Hate hour? (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not filled with hatred. I know you bottle it up deep inside you. It's boiling me down. I would say the fact that you have to pay so much money for fireworks. That is annoying. Fireworks should be cheaper. It's a scam. It's annoying. It is. Because it's all a marketing ploy anyways. It's all marketed and flashy right. packaging and stuff, and they cost so much. It's all supply and demand. They know there's demand. We're America. Demand. We should have the cheapest fireworks, if anything. Maybe China. We're all about violence and guns and Wouldn't explosions. have them expensive, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. They should be cheaper. And they only sell them around the time of year you need them because exactly. they know if they sold them year round, the demand would be so low during like Christmas or, you know, or, that, <laughs> not Christmas because <laughs> that's July. close to January 1st. Fourth of July and people's birthdays. Exactly. Halloween. Halloween. That's oh, yeah. You don't need fireworks on Halloween. But they would. They would make Christmas fireworks, Halloween fireworks. I just oh, feel like big fireworks. Really thinking about us. it. Fireworks should be cheaper. That's a good one. Thanks, man. I agree. Thanks. Um... Mine is people who hot gloogies. Oh. Because I never have to do that unless I'm sick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do they know they don't have to do it? You can uh, tie that in with people chewing loudly. I really hate that. Obnoxiously loud, like slurping and... Being like a dog. Like dino pregnancy sounds. Yeah, exactly. I'll put that up there with mine. I think I'll probably put that forever as mine. Yeah, it's a forever for me. I never knew how bad it was till I've heard somebody else do it. I do it occasionally by mistake, but I really try hard to eat with my mouth closed and slowly. That's good, yeah. But, but some people that I'm around every now and then, they eat like they're caged animals. <laughs> yeah. It's to the point where I can't like do traditional Thanksgiving with the whole family at the table. Oh, Lord. Everybody's slopping their chops. Can't handle it, dude. Just had to put headphones in. Yeah. <laughs> now look Excuse at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Put on a VR headset. Excuse me. I will enjoy this family dinner away That'd from you. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how much you've seen with uh, VR. Probably a bunch. But one thing that people at work that have been telling me they've been doing is uh, they'll sit wherever and they'll, in VR, put like a giant 40-inch screen or a theater screen in front of them. And mm-hmm. virtually, it's like being at a theater. So you could essentially put in the middle of the dining table in VR a giant screen that blocks <laughs> all of your family's faces. A quintuple <laughs> monitor setup. Yeah, exactly. It would block everybody's faces. you look left and right, it would just be screen. Yeah. You could just sit there with your VR headset and watch movies and so if you look down you're eating your food and if you look up you see the screen it would work you could have a fake family in front of you that eats politely with their mouths closed (laughs) (laughs) you could probably do something with that and have make them all have masks somehow or maybe it face tracks they're all dead being burned so much that's not already a finished product like in an app form you could probably hack it somehow i'm sure yeah people probably hack vr all the time 
Maybe not, but I'm sure there's an app for that, yeah. as they say. Cool, man. Okay, yeah. Cool, man. Cool, man. Brand, man. All right. So, last thing. What else have you been watching, reading, or playing since last episode? No judgment allowed. So, judgment-free zone. Uh, I guess I'll say... You go first. Yeah. So, some of this we watched together. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's the best movie ever made. Oh, yeah. Watched it with you and Amando. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China we watched. Yeah. Been watching Star People. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star, Star People. People, actually. Star Trek for the layperson. The layman. Layperson. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, Imperion, we played a bit of. Yeah. Game. Galactic survival game. Yes. Into the Gungeon. We tried Gauntlet Slayer Edition. Almost beat Children of Morta. We watched Get Out. By Jordan Peele. By Jordan Peele for the first time I watched it. And started One Punch Man Season 2 and Castlevania Season 3. Yeah. I recently started uh, started Naruto and um, randomly I randomly watched a few movies, but one I can remember recently was Last Voyage of the Demeter, I think it's called, Demeter. Demeter. It's Demeter. basically a vampires on a boat movie. Demeter. 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 Yeah. Uh, for Dracula what it was, transporting. I could probably recommend it, but overall, I, I wouldn't. Bad movie? It's mediocre. Boring. Kind of boring. Very mm -hmm. slow pace. The ending definitely set it up for a second one, so I'm not sure if there's a second one. If there's not, they shouldn't have did the ending how they did, because I didn't even expect a second ending or a second... Uh, well, if you had a sequel, you couldn't call it Last Voyage of the Demeter, could you? That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's why the very end of the movie, no spoiling, set it up for a second one. That's dumb. Well... Other than that, though, it really hasn't been much. I've been really focusing on, uh, you know, trying to do more creative stuff, as you, you have been, too. Um, getting caught up on editing, backlog of Ewe episodes, and just bought WYSIWYG Web Builder. What you see is what you get. Yes, it's very good. Um, got a good Black Friday deal. It was the newest version, 19, for $46. Mm. So, yeah, going to get my website up there. Alex's website's already up and running. We got the Ewe Facebook. We got Discord. It's all it's all there. If you go to Areas org. Yes. It's all there. Yeah, dude. Um, I guess I should mention that I just graduated with a Master's of Fine Arts degree. Woo! I forgot about it. <laughs> so that's neat. Any... Congratulations. Thank you, man. Preach. Respect. Any Anything else? Only thing I can think of is we just had to figure out our next episode. So yes. listeners, if there are any out there, please send your damn suggestions because we have not gotten any for anyone. And think of it like this. How how many other podcasts do you know where you basically have a 100% chance of getting an episode in? Because you can you shape suggest... the future. If yeah. you just suggest it, it'll happen. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> or it'll be heavily considered. Yes, Because we have none at this point. Yes. We take all our suggestions of movies from ourselves and basically anybody we come in contact with. And we have done episodes based on recommendations of people in real life. Like, yeah. you had a coworker who suggested Blood Freak and Soldier, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. get in, folks. Get in. Get in while you can, folks. The yes. pot's cooking. The pot's cooking, folks. Get in early on this investment of no payment. Watch cooking. You want some of these dino chicken eggs? They're good, and when you eat them, they pop with gak. Green gak. Gak slime. It's disgusting. You'll get a dino fever. Well, you don't want that. We're not going to cook that. That's oh, not I was about to say it's better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cook you some pop tarts. Yeah. You want pop tarts, don't you? Everybody loves pop tarts. We'll even take the crust off the pop tarts. Or just come coffee. Whatever you want, folks. Yeah. Get in. The water's warm. Get in the car. We're driving into the water. We're going to black bag you and make you do it out of your will. We're going to send in the hazmat team to shoot you and flamethrower you. 
Just listen and give us suggestions. Do it. Yeah. Come on. We love you. On a side note, we're almost to episode 20. Ooh. Three more. Gotta well, two more. Special. 18, 19, and then 20. Yeah. This is 17. Who yeah. would have thought from day one we'd be at episode 17? Yeah, who would have thought we would have been at episode, episode two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> episode two, episode three, and now all the way here. Yes. But we're going to keep them pumping. Pump, pump, pump. Pump, pump it up. We got big stuff coming, folks. Yup. It'd be even better if you tell us. I want to say thank you for listening. And the outro music is going to kick in any moment now. So what do you want to do last thing before the episode ends? You animal. 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 Oh. <laughs> I know you're here. Come on out. I'm a wait for you. Right here. Come on. Got nothing to lose.